I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama unless... Well, Fox, Bill O'Reilly's a purveyor of hate. Green tooth rednecks think he's great. Yeah, they're not. Bill did what he did best. I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama unless... Hang him. Hang him. Take Bill O'Reilly and hang him. Hang him from the highest tree. Oh, unless me a concrete. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> well, O'Reilly ain't no darn I miss. Only right wingers can say things like this. Rose and knife at Obama's wife. I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama unless hang him, hang him, take Bill O'Reilly and hang him, hang the bad ass from a tree. Oh, let's me O'Con freak. <laughs> I'd like to tie it to the back of my big old phone and drag a tasty ass down a gravel road. Make them wince, wrench and twist, till a tear off the flesh off a son of a bitch. Hang him, hang him, take Bill O'Reilly and hang him. Hang his white ass from a tree. Wreck Oh boy, it's the big day. It was it a is? big day for me already. I did a whole oh, yeah. day's work already on the internet there and on uh, my hands and knees crawling around and right. hooking this up and potching with that. Yeah, my internet was out this morning right. here and boy, if there's anything, the last thing I need, my internet's to be down. Good thing you already got knee pads. So it's a damn good deal, like Monica. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing I don't take any calls on the show because, of, well, I guess if we want to do, you could punch him up. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, but don't. I'd rather punch him out. Yeah, punch him out. When in doubt, punch him out. Like next time they show up at Gulfstream. I don't want to mention any names. Yeah. Oh, my God. Then I get, I don't want to start sounding like a, like Archie Bunker, but. And, and the guy like was tremendously helpful. I thanked him profusely when we finished after 45 minutes on the phone. Uh, and I finally get the damn right. thing back on again. I was having flashbacks listening to you uh, go through that, because we oh. all have. And I used to go through it all the time. Really? Yeah, but... I think it's only the second time in the seven years I've been here right. that I've had an Internet uh, mm-hmm. disaster. Right. I have a different service now, so I don't have those problems anymore. No. Oh. I don't think it was the service. I think it was just uh, a glitch. I think like a fart in the middle of the night. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I get an India guy on the phone. Oh, oh my yeah. God. And then he wanted to have them send me a new modem from India. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, Bell Simpatico, a big company like that, they don't have a bunch of modems sitting around there? Like, uh, yeah, you know, if one... they do, in India. No. I think the whole world is in India now, isn't it? Might as well be. All the drugs, prescription drugs, probably non-prescription drugs, just uh, you name it, it's in India, man. They don't say man, but I just have that feeling when they're talking, that any, any second they're going to say man. So I got my internet back. Thank God for that. And it's election day in Texas, oh, Rhode Island, oh, Ohio, oh, uh, Vermont. Oh. Big day. I got a whole bunch of stuff on that. Thank God. Thank God I got the internet back. Thank the Lord. Oh, God. That's right. The professor, our good friend, his office is uh, the internet's down. You think maybe there's uh, something going on? No. Yours is okay, right? Oh, yeah. For now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Such as I mean, it is. God no. forbid the internet would ever be down at QAM. Oh, no way. 
Couldn't happen in a million years. It happens often. You know. Here's the poll from yesterday. Oh, we're going to have to get a new one up there because we got way over a thousand votes already. Well, we, didn't we change this like, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 or something? I hated the other poll. Oh, uh, maybe around 11, 11.30. Was it? Maybe that late, yeah. Are you sure? Well, we got 1,072 votes on it. They liked it. They did not like the previous one. I don't have any in my pile. Maybe maybe you guys can put your heads together and come up with a real good one. Oh, yeah. No? No. Well, here's that uh, Sean from Hollywood guy. Besides casual sex, what is the most fun? He said beside meaningless sex, and like I said, there's no such thing as meaningless Correct. sex. Casual sex, yes. Meaningless, no. Uh, what's the most fun? Gambling, roller coaster. Roller coaster, beach volleyball. Oh, high school dance, vandalism, <laughs> house party, camping, wow. hunting, river rafting, reckless driving, hanging with my friends and breaking balls. Oh, breaking balls. Oh. Is uh, is it drugs anywhere on there? Should be. I know. Sure as hell ought to be. I see. I mean, the, the poll ID isn't bad, but the the, right. the list of suggestions he puts on there. I'm surprised we don't have Sawzall on there. <laughs> yeah, that'll be next. Sawzall. <laughs> when in doubt, have a poll with Sawzall. Right. Or Zaza. You know, I never did. I don't think I did. I looked back through it again. And Charlie B. never said happy anniversary after all the grief that uh, we've been through together, you know, uh -huh. with his horrible pull. I mean, like the sandwich filling. And I actually dignified him by putting that on there that one day, remember? The, uh, I know. Your favorite sandwich filling? I think that was the end. I think that he, was uh, uh, an act of desperation. He sculpted off an embarrassment after that and just never to be seen again. I, I don't I think we all should have. Johnny G. sent me a, uh, in fact, he sent it twice just to make sure I got it, the same happy anniversary greeting. Oh, good. At least he's kind of like laying low. He finally, it took a long time, but he finally got the message. Maybe we'll have uh, Andy Garcia send him a message like Joey Zaza. Hazing is blank. 1,070 uh, some vote. Well, I can't believe this thing is working now. You, you have a, uh, it's a stupid question. No, I know. It's a rhetorical question, but we all know how, uh, just, especially when you need it for your livelihood. Right. I mean, you know, if it weren't uh. for this, I could live without it for a day or two. Right. Or three days waiting for my new modem to come from. Well, you can always use your BlackBerry if uh, you know in a pinch. For what? For anything. You got for a browser on there. Out? No, not for printing stuff out. Well, you can read the poll results. You know. Do you know how ponderous that is? Uh, I know. I'm just saying, internet? as a, as a stopgap last uh, resort. Get out of here! I was going to use the BlackBerry. My ass. I bet. I'm sitting on it right now. In fact, it's a good thing I got the BlackBerry because I was able to yeah, bring that in. First, I'm talking to the guy from the living room, and I'm running back in here looking at the modem. Well, which lights are flashing and which ones are green? And Oh, my God. It's uh, not fun, as you know. Yep. Especially when you're talking to an injured guy. And, and I'm not saying that he wasn't very helpful. He was tremendous, and I, I, I'll give him a big kiss right now. Like that, long distance, of course. Now, you don't think he was in India, do you? Yes. You do? Yes. Because he said to me, how's the weather there? Right. And I said, it's minus four. Said, oh, it's so cool, so cool. Yeah, yesterday, it made it all the way up to plus 12, 54 degrees yesterday. Ooh. And now it's like in the 20s again. Well, that's March, man. In like a Zion. Uh-huh. Anyway, 1,083 votes. Hazing is unacceptable behavior, 441. Gay, 380. Boy, that sure kind of turned around, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Wasn't gay leading all the way through? Yes. Stupid but harmless, 106. Crazy 104, and just kids having fun, only 52. Yeah, gay kids Only 52 fun. morons come up with that answer. Oh, they're just having some fun, mm -hmm. some good old, uh, you yeah, know, it is fun. childish if fun. If you're gay. Yeah, if you want to run naked on the beach with your buddies, if that's, if that's your idea of a good time. 
There's Mike Huckleberry on here. we got the big primaries going on today. There's a record turnout predicted in Texas that's going on. A huge turnout taking place. We'll get to all of that. Well, I have, I have a, I have Ajita from that. And, of course, you were listening. You were in your witness. Uh, I know. And having flashbacks uh, all the while. And he's having me type in uh, 2.68 mm-hmm. point. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah. On and on and on. And, and on. they're reading to you from a book. They've got like a little plastic coated sheet book, you know. How do you know that? Uh, trust me. And, you know, if you, say, if you say this, then they have to say that and everything. They don't know what's going on over there. They're just following a little flow chart. Oh, he was there. very good. Okay, good. Now, it did take about seven times before yeah. finally, after just trying to connect, uh, all of a sudden uh, something happened. And I, we both got so damn excited. It was almost like a sexual experience, you know, by way of India. Mom's brawl at Chuck E. Cheese party. Weren't we just talking about Chuck E. Cheese the other day? Yes. Yes. In fact, uh, wasn't it that place? What is it? Miami's Best or something? That used to be the uh, Little Caesars that was way too salty that the bird forced me to go eat at that one day. Oh, my God. It was so bad. So It was like like they just took a salt shaker and they just uh, heaved it all over the place and it just went flying. Two battling Boston moms faced the next round in court after police say they turned on each other at a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant. If you're going to have a big brawl, man, that's where to do it, Chuck E. Cheese. The fight allegedly broke out that the Natick Pizza and Play Eatery during a child's birthday party, police said, Pizza and Play Eatery. Natick police said to mom, why can't we have that for adults, Pizza and mm. Play? I guess at the uh, Pizza Loft you can do that. Jeff likes to play. Native police said the mom of the nine-year-old birthday boy apparently became enraged because the other woman's son was hogging an arcade game Saturday night. Sergeant Paul Thompson said the 38-year-old Catherine Aliaga and 33-year-old Tarsha Williams, both of Boston, would be summoned into court to answer charges of simple assault and battery stemming from the scuffle. One of the accused moms tells the Boston Herald she's hiring a lawyer. I can't believe it, said Aliaga. The mess quickly added, I must call my attorney. A company spokesman tells the Herald the two moms exchanged words Saturday night at 6.45 while two kids were playing an arcade game, and then punches were thrown. The staff called police, as is their policy, and some store employees did try to break it up, said Brenda Holloway, corporate spokesman for Chuck E. Cheese headquarters in Irving, Texas. Natick Lieutenant Brian Grassy told the Herald that the moms' names were inadvertently released. He did confirm police responded to a report of a fight in progress. <laughs> a fight in progress at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> All right. Good thing nobody had no guns at Chuck E. Cheese, wasn't hey, it? Would have been a shorter fight. That would have solved that problem, I'll tell you big time. Okay, let, now don't forget, we're going to work on this pool on the air because I want to get rid of this hazing crap. Okay. Once we get to 1100, we damn well better have a new one on there. we got 1,092 right now. So you and Chris, put your heads together. What a disgusting... Oh, okay. I don't want to be I wouldn't believe a word Neil said if his tongue was notarized. Once there was a senator who was caught indulging a habit. A boogeroon, not much different like a typical neocontagist. Stories last a few days. 
but you refuse to go away. Republicans are primarily gay. Hands off to Larry with cheeks up high. We all invite you to inhale our thoughts. The neocon rides like to insert and go. Larry take a note, crap when it's happening to you. Gay, 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 I never have been gay. Gay, 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 I never have been gay. Hats off to Larry, he wants to stay. But his own party wants him to go away. The religious right wants him to say, Larry Craig will spread his legs for you. Right. He wants a man to screw, and any guy will do. Oh. 1018 at 560. WQM, you got the new poll? We got 1104 on this one. We're over 1,100 votes, and we haven't changed the poll yet. I'm not too pleased about that. I'll tell you that right now. You got one? No. What about you, Chris? You're uh, the poll no, man. I know what you're thinking. No. What? I said I was going to eat. Let's see. Which restaurant chain has the best desserts? Been there, done that very recently. Whether married or single, now here's an old Charlie B. pool, and, and I checked just now on that MySpace thing. He's vanished. Okay. I think you chased him away by ripping him yeah, down. Yeah, I'm those sorry. You know, you know something? Too bad. He uh, He's like one step away from that Dave guy, you know, the guy from St. Pete? No. And I was, I was looking over some stuff the other day from about a year ago on there, and there was one from that same Dave guy. It was the same thing. Oh, I want the callers. Bring back the callers. It was the same crap that he just recently put on there again. Well, guess what? The good news is we couldn't take any calls today if I wanted to, and I don't. I don't want it because I had to disconnect that router. Now, what would you suggest to me, since you're the expert on this, what would you suggest I do later on today mm-hmm. when I don't have the, the tremendous pressure? Because I could always uh, plug the Ethernet thing back directly into the uh, uh, computer. Right. Right? Correct. What I suggest that you do uh, later on today, if you want to get that router uh, going again, mm-hmm. is uh, turn everything off, modem, router, and computer. Reconnect them the way that you know that they're supposed to be. Uh-huh. And then turn them back on in the following order. Modem. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's all important. Modem. Then you wait like a minute or two. Uh-huh. Then the router. Wait a minute or two. Then the computer. And then everything should be working just fine. And if not? And if not, jump out the window. Because right. I don't want to have to go through that same uh, uh, right. cockerai again tomorrow that I did today. That was no. just... Now, look at this, Charlie P., and you wonder why I rip him and ask, whether married or single, which age group are you most attracted to? Huh? Well, wait till you're the choices. It'll take us at least uh, 145. I'm trying to understand the question. Whether married or single, which yeah. age group are you most attracted to? Well, what difference well, does it make well, when you're married, married or single? That's, that's what I didn't understand, you know. Okay, okay I listen to the choices. When you well, get will married, you listen to me? You. Please. All right. Please, I'm begging you. What? I'm 20 or 30-something attracted to people younger than me. I'm 20 or 30-something attracted to people older than me. I'm 20 or 30-something and attracted to people around my age. I'm 40 or 50-something, and then I'm 60-something, yada, yada, yada. And then the last one, I'm married, don't find anybody but my spouse attractive, honestly. I'm, oh. I'm changing the station. <laughs> See what I mean about radio station? My God. We didn't actually do that poll, did we? No, we did not. Right. Well, I think you can see why. Yeah. Well, there's one on the floor. Well, I'm, I'm looking through my p- pile, my poll pile here. A man should never be without duct tape, a condom. We've already done that recently. Yeah. 
See, I don't throw them out because I save them just in case. Oh, look at this. Screw their husbands. Who'd make the hotter first lady? And, of course, this is all moot now because several of these people have dropped oh. out. Judith Giuliani, Elizabeth Kucinich, Cindy McCain, Michelle Obama, or Jerry Thompson. Screw their husbands. Yeah, no, I'll pass no. on that. Let me tell you, you know, i got to do the show next week. As you know, coming up with a poll is the hardest You know something? This. It's a damn good thing for you that i got that Internet fixed. You'd have to be doing the stories this right. week. And, uh, oh, you know brutal, what I mean? Brutal. No, seriously, do you realize how much of what I uh, have to I, have? I do realize. Yeah. You weren't the only one panicking. I was what? You weren't the only one panicking. I know what happens if you don't have the Internet. Whose untimely death occurring during your lifetime shook you the most? We've already done that one. Mm-hmm. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what's the best advice or improvement to your life that you credit to the Neil Show? Another Charlie B. butt-sucking pool. Firefox, Dreamfield Pasta, Flavor Wave Oven, Haagen-Dazs Banana Nut Ice Cream, which nobody can find anymore anyhow. The importance of knowing my blood sugar level. Daily intake of cinnamon. No matter how crummy the job, just keep the paychecks coming. All his wisdom about the fakery that is religion or Neil's tips on playing the slot. You want to know my favorite tip on playing the slots? Don't. That's it. You got it. Hey, I win. That's my number one tip on playing the slots. Don't get started. So anyway, this crazy Frenchman Maurice, did I tell you this yesterday? He was there losing his ass again a couple days ago. I forget when the hell it was, over the weekend. And he said to me, look at my face. Look at me. I said, okay. He said, you'll never see me here again. I think we did the same. <laughs> yeah. Did you? I missed it. Because we all agreed he'll he'll be back. He'll yeah, be back sure. like Arnold. He'll be back. Oh, look at this poll from uh, another one of our not this one not from Charlie B, but even worse. What's your take on the economic stimulus package? Wait till you do these choices. Stimulate this, huh? Ethmer a stimulus package. They're just paying us back with our own money. Anytime they do something, the average guy gets effed. It's just what the doctor ordered. What recession? We're fine. Oh, we're fine. Oh, my God. And you think we come up uh, with some crap? Yeah. Holy moly. Who's your favorite? Brady. We haven't done that one. That's another one I got stuck down in the bottom oh, of my pool pile for a good reason. And he's got Brady Quinn, Tom Brady, Matthew Brady, Civil War photographer. Whoever heard of him? Who's Matthew Brady? Never heard of him. No idea. James Brady, Reagan's wounded press secretary. Sarah Brady, gun control activist. Brady Anderson, outfielder. Mike Brady, uh, Brady Anderson. Gay. Mike Brady and uh, Carol Brady and Greg Brady and Peter Brady and Bobby Brady and Marsha Brady and Jan Brady and Cindy Brady from the Brady Bunch. That's another Charlie B. poll. Are you sure this board doesn't pick up any other radio stations? <laughs> I wonder how those new sports stations are coming, huh? Oh, yeah, they're going to set the world up. You know, 640 and, eight, and 1400 and 850 in 1998 and 240 on the AM dial on that other chazerai. Now, did you mention, I mentioned to Duff that Petey Lenny is a moron and Duff will, oh, gee, I don't know, I can't, buy I wasn't here yesterday. Did you hear that? I heard it. In other words, don't don't uh, get him involved. He don't want nothing to do with Petey Lenny. He's got enough uh, fish to fry of his own. But Petey Lenny is uh, he, he's impossible. And all the butt kissing, sucking up emails. And I'm not impressed by that. Okay, do your job. Learn how to do something right for once in your life. You simpleton. You idiot. You ass licker. God. I put him pretty much in the same category with Fat Boy, you know, and different, you know, different uh, compartment of that that category. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just annoying and talks a good game and comes around. Hi, 
yeah, pal, yeah, another version of that same crap, you know. But when push comes to shove, he everything he does is just uh, screwed up. That's your boy, Petey Lenny, baby. He's the best. 25 past 10 at QM. Our lineup today looks like this. Well, we got the jerk show from 2 to 4, so I guess it's not perfect. Mad Dog, 4 to 7. Dolphins all asses with uh, Jimmy Syphilis and Joe Bailey, 7 to 9. And then the DA show, 9 to midnight. So we got a couple of holes in there, but you know. You'll sit so close to the water, you can taste it. It's why you drove to the beach. It's my pick for this week's Neal's Deal, Oceans 234 in Deerfield Beach. Every week we bring you a fantastic restaurant and save you tons of money. And Oceans 234 is more than fantastic, just inches from the sand. Oceans 234 serves delights that will amaze your taste buds. Begin with a delicious appetizer like the seared tuna, lobster fritters with Caribbean chutney, or shrimp and steak quesadilla. The entrees are superb like the crab-encrusted Chilean sea bass, seared scallops, macadamia dolphin or king crab legs, fresh succulent and delicious. You'll find ribs, chicken, New York strip, or filet for the landlovers. Oceans has live entertainment, too, a gorgeous wait staff, and the cocktails are just like you like them. And Thursdays at noon, the store opens. Well, every Thursday on our show, log on to WQM.com and buy $100 certificates for just 50 bucks for a great meal in a tropical ocean view atmosphere, Oceans 234, at the end of Hillsborough Boulevard in Deerfield Beach. Look for the water you can't wait to order at Oceans 234. <laughs> Delhi in Florida, I'll say that for him, but that's about that was about the size of it. That was uh, it's like he never even was in a campaign, you know what? Was he? Fred Thompson, Rudy. There were some of these people who were like not only also ran, but never ran. Okay, here's Brandon came through for us today. Now we've we've threatened to do this for a while, and I guess we're desperate enough today that we will. Mm-hmm. Not worded properly, but nevertheless. I faxed it to Eric. I'm sure Eric will clean right. up the uh, grammar we, we What did he fuck out of business store? Which one do you miss the most? Okay. Here's the list we have so far. Jordan Marsh, Bert Eines, J. Byron slash Upton. Was that the same thing? I don't know. I'll take your word for it. Grand Union. Extra. Remember that? You used to have to sure. bag your own? Mm-hmm. Like, in, like in Europe, you have to bag your own groceries. Don't you hate people that say groceries? Why do people say that? I don't know. Same reason. Just like people say Illinois. Right. Monkey Wards. Zare slash Ames. I, I remember Willie Ames. I don't remember no Ames store. Do you? Yeah. You do? Yeah. That was Zares? Zares became Ames for like five minutes as a, like while they were coughing up blood, like sort and of then, a Oh, no, and then it was like, oh, I'm dying over here. Yeah. That was the end of it. Mm-hmm. Woolworths, Eckerd's, and Jefferson's, which Jefferson's was the uh, same as Monkey Ward. It was owned right. by them, but different stores. I don't miss Eckerd's. Oh, God, no. 
Jack Eckert died, didn't he? Oh, let's have a party. Well, what a farbissing right-winger he was, man. Another one of those who was perpetually running for orifice. Always running for something. Governor, uh, dog catcher, you name it. Janitor. Jack Eckert, not a good guy. Dead. So that's the list we got so far. You guys come up with anything else to add on there? Because I'm sure Eric will have that up there momentarily and probably reword it so it reads uh, grammatically correct. We don't want to embarrass Brandon and show his, uh, you know. If he would have put it in Espanol, I'm sure it would have come out more grammatically correct. What's a defunct out of business store? Uh, which, which one, which defunct out of business store do you miss the most? That's the way it should read, right? Right. I mean, there's, uh, we're not including restaurants on no, here. No, that's another with, like, lums, for another day, right? Lums and wags and, uh, you know. We could do that again, but I mean, that's a category. Oh, well, we can do itself. that again, like, tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you just got through saying it a minute ago, man. All these people that ripped the polls, you come up with it. And right. Look at that footsie guy. Oh, brother. It's not easy. He's the definitive example of a cop-out. Talk about mailing it in. Talk about sending it without even a postage stamp, like I said the other day. What's your favorite? Which is the best pizza joint? He does one against another one every day. Just two at a time for about six months. And now it's what's the fa- I bet you he's still got that what's your favorite burger. I bet you. Let's see. Let's see, Footsie. What do you got? Hey, Footsie. Uh, Footystreet.com. Boy, that place has gone in the toilet, you know? And they got Dave Lamont on the air in the morning? That must smell really bad. Okay, what's the pool today? Oh, yeah, where can you find the best burger in South Florida? Jack's Old Fashioned Hamburgers in Oakland Park in Pompano and Tobacco Road in Miami. That'll go on for about eight months. Where's your favorite? What's the best burger? And one at a time, you know, like, uh, I mean, you could take that poll for one day. I mean, we do those kind of polls for one day and make a list of about, you know, 20, 30, 80, whatever. Right? Right. Right. Not Tootsie. The election in Texas is more than half over before primary day, an estimated 60% or 2 million of the 3.3 million total voters cast their ballots early, Texas Secretary of State Phil Watson said today. The estimate is based on the slightly more than 1.2 million who voted in the 15 most populous counties during a 10-day period that ended February 29. Texas is well on its way to a new record for turnout in a primary election, Wilson said. Uh, Swillery and Barack Obama urge supporters to stop in at shopping centers, libraries, or county courthouses to cast their ballots early and beat the anticipated primary rush today. Republican presidential contenders John McCain and Mike Huckleberry also campaigned in Texas, though voter interest centered on the closer Democratic race. The Secretary of State's orifice tally for the 15 most populous counties showed that 890,000-plus, or 11.39% of the registered voters in those counties, voted early in the Democratic primary, more than the Texas Democratic Party has seen in the past two presidential statewide primaries for early election day voting. Harris, Dallas, and Bexar counties had the largest numbers of early Democratic voters, with 403,000-plus ballots cast in person and by mail in those three counties, covering Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio. The biggest percentage with a uh, turnout among Democrats was Hidalgo County and the predominantly Hispanic Rio Grande Valley, where 18% of registered voters cast ballots. On the Republican side, 3.88%, 303,000 registered voters in the 15 biggest counties cast the ballots. 3.88%. What was the Democratic number? 11.39%. Wow. There are 12.75 million registered voters in the state. Texans cannot to cast ballots in the Democratic Republican primaries and attend a caucus held by the party after the polls close tonight. Let's have a party, baby, after the polls close. Texas Democrats award their pledge presidential delegates based on a combination of primary voting and caucusing. Nobody can figure it out, including them. And Republicans award their pledge delegates solely on the outcome of the party's primary vote. 
Wow. I- I'm exhausted. Here's George. Hey, how you doing, everybody? That, that Internet thing was just more than anybody should have to deal with. Sure. Am I right? You yeah. heard it. And I've had to, I mean, man, for been... years, for two years I had to do that, like, on a weekly basis, not that it helped anything. But I have a different company now, so everything's fine. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to get into that. Nope, let's not. Okay, let's see. Which out-of-business store do you miss the most? Very good, Eric. Good wording there. I miss Jordan Marsh. I'll tell you right off the bat. I like Jordan Marsh a lot. Now, is Dillard still there? I think so. Because when I go in there, there's never any customers. I like Dillard's also. It's in the same place uh-huh. in the... It's in the same place plantation where Jordan Marsh used to be, if my memory is I think right. they got one in uh, Pembroke Lake Mall, and they also have one over the uh, the Galleria. Well, we got the new pole up there. Thanks to Brandon, and thanks to Eric, and thanks to uh, me. And thanks thanks God. Not that it means all that much, but, you know, you gotta, you got to make it look good as opposed to just mailing it in. I got an email from Jolly Joe Bell uh, last night. At least I found her last night. He mailed it. It said it at 1230 in the afternoon. How could I have not gotten it before the show was over? I don't know. Because I checked my Yahoo and my email, uh, Hotmail, over and a what? Was he asking you why you're taking off at noon? No, he was not. Why, did somebody ask you that? Yeah, him. And what did you tell him? I said because he wants to. I said because he's a slacker and he... No, you didn't. What did you tell him? I said because he wants to, because that's what he does. When he wants to take off, he takes off when he wants to. What kind of an answer was that? Because I got I a trip. I got a plane to catch. Yeah, no, of course I told him that. I said, well, he schedules his And trip. what did he say? He said, oh, I just didn't know if there was anything wrong. I said, no, he's just a slacker. I think if you ought to pay him hourly. Wrong, what, what does that mean? I think the new contract, you ought to pay him hourly. No, but what does that mean if there's anything wrong? You'll have to ask him. Reply to his email. I already did. All right, well. He sent me a very nice email about how great the show was on Friday, the anniversary show. And Suds, blah, blah, blah. Uh, by the way, I got an email from Suds this morning talking about how great the show was on Friday. It was. Also. Yeah, it was. The audience isn't uh, coming forward with much of anything, but uh, everybody, you know, the, the radio people understand what a good radio show is. Mm-hmm. They thought it was damn good, and so right. did I. And he's asking, why am I leaving on Friday at noon? Because yeah. I have travel plans. I'm going on vacation, Jolly Joe. And that's what you should have told him. Not because he wants to. You are such a militant what bastard, difference? man. What? What difference? What difference is it? Uh, it's an entirely different... Uh, he knows. He better know. Why, why did he ask you that? What do you mean, why? I, I just don't understand. Why did he ask you that? And how did he know I was leaving at noon on Friday? I sent everyone an email reminding them, because they never remember when you tell them, when I tell them. I'm going on vacation, and I've got to catch a plane, and I've got to leave Chris here. Chris Jones and Duff and Clarence and everybody, that Neil is leaving is uh, yeah. going to be on vacation all next week, starting and at noon on Friday. And he replied to an email saying, uh, you know, yeah, he wants to uh, oh, see me my. after the show, and he wanted to know why. See me after the show? He wants to see me after the show. Today? No, yesterday. when I uh, that, And that did was, you see him after the show? I saw him after the show. And he said, Why? Is Neil leaving at noon? And I said, He's a slacker. Oh, you're just. I think you should pay him hourly. Maybe he won't do that anymore. You fairy. Okay, here's the final result on that hazing poll. They liked it. 1,132 vote. Got the new one up there now. Verdines is taking the early lead. Now, they are in the business, right? They're all Macy's now. Is that correct? I think so. Hazing is unacceptable behavior. 462 people said that. Hazing is gay. 398. Gay, stupid but harmless, 110, crazy, 108, and just kids having fun, only 54. Simple didn't said that. I guess they're not parents of kids that, like, died from uh, over, you know, ODing or, or all the other stuff that happens with, uh, you know, hazing. Right. I'm not saying it happens every day, but uh, if it happens once, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Which out-of-business store do you miss the most? I bet you the faxes are pouring in here with the suggestions. Not. 
17 votes, Burdine 7, Jordan Marsh 4, Zayers Ames 3, Jefferson's 1, Woolworth's 1. Maybe they missed the um, soda fountain or the counter there at Woolworth's. Remember that? No. Yeah, I do. Extra 1, and none for records, Monkey Ward, Grand Union, or J. Byron slash Upton's. J. Byron's. Boy, that was a really... Now, we're sure that it's gone, right? Nope. We're not sure? I'm not sure about anything. Jay Byron's, you see Jay Byron's around anymore? Not for years, of course. Oh, my God. You, if they were giving me the merchandise for free. Biggest names. The best talent. You know the rest. No, 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 no. I feel taken off at noon on Friday. Damn it. Leader. Warning. The following contains material not suitable for people with electricity. You love watching girls go wild during spring break in Daytona. But are you ready for the wild action of spring break in Pennsylvania Dutch country? It's Amish Girls Gone Wild. Show us the yeast, Show us the yeast. Amish Girls Gone Wild, the video that will raise more than just your barn. You'll see sexy Amish babes getting raunchy in a totally uninhibited free-for-all. Turn that butter, woman. Turn that butter. Order Amish Girls Gone Wild today and receive the bonus video, Amish Wet Stocking Contest. It's 30 minutes of sexy self-stocking action. Where it takes shit to win. Revealed I'm angels. Don't delay. Order Amish Girls Gone Wild and Amish West Stocking Contest for only two quilts and a goat. By the way, using the telephone will not steal your soul. 1045, we left off Pantry Pride off the list. Oh, that's right. Are they gone? Yeah. Don't believe, forget, yeah. one of these stories, once they're gone... They're gone? They're gone, and they don't come back. Guess who died, by the way? I should have started the show with this. I always start with a dead celebrity. William so, Buckley. Guy, who? William F. Buckley. No, yesterday. I don't know. Well, Sunday. I never heard of them. That's why it's not, it wasn't all, although they were making such a big sentence about it on the news here all day. Really? Oh, my God. You would have thought that uh, the world was coming to an end. Jeff Healy. Who? <laughs> oh. I know Roger Healy from I Dream of Genie. How about Glenn Healy from the uh, Islanders and the Leafs? Oh, uh, Healy roller skates. Acclaimed jazz and rock guitarist Jeff Healy is remembered Sunday as a musician of rare ability who had a wicked sense of humor and a generous nature. His fans and bandmates mourned his death at 41 following a battle wow. with cancer. His ability must have been very rare. Will you listen to this? He was born blind mm-hmm. very shortly at the age of one. This is a sad story. And you're like, again, being a bastard, just like you were with Jolly Joe there. Oh, Neil's taken off because he wants a. He wants a. Well, you know, everyone knows you can make travel plans for whatever the hell yeah, you, you know, want. Yeah, you know, the interesting part of it is... What? You'll remember this. Back in the day when I used to take my vacations, I used to leave, like, on Thursday. Right. And take Thursday and Friday plus the sure. next nine yeah. days. Right, right. So Jolly right. Joe doesn't know how good he's got it, okay? Come and see me after the show. Uh-huh. Bandmates of Canadian rock and jazz legend Jeff Healy were among those shocked by the news of his death Sunday. Healy died Sunday evening in a Toronto hospital surrounded by family and a bandmate, Colin Bray. Bray, the bass player with Jeff Healy's Jazz Wizards and the frontman's longtime friend, said he and many others expected the guitarist to rally from his latest illness. I don't think any of us thought this was going to happen, Bray said in a telephone interview. We just thought he was going to bounce back like he always did. Healy had battled with cancer since the age of one when a rare form of retinal cancer, known as retinoblastoma, claimed his eyesight. Bray said Healy had been hospitalized for a week that his advanced lung cancer made his final hours difficult. Healy had undergone numerous operations in recent years to remove tumors from his lungs and leg. Bray and fellow bandmate Gary Scriven 
Remember, their front man is not only a world-class musician, but an incredibly strong person with a capacity to motivate those he worked with. Did we put Pantry Pride on there? Yes, we did. I don't have any votes yet. It'll get some. I'm trying to remember if I like Pantry Pride or not. It was fine. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Scriven called Healy inspirational and praised the boundless enthusiasm that allowed him to continue performing live only four weeks before his death. He drew his strength from somewhere, I don't know where, but it spread among the band and flowed into the audience, Scriven said, and it goes on and on and on. His true love was jazz, the genre that dominated his last three albums with the Jazz Wizards. I never heard of him. I never heard of the Jazz Wizards. His final performance was February 7th, uh, 2nd at Goderich, Ontario. I never heard of that either. Nessa Blues is slated for North American release April 22. His first rock album in eight years, and now he's dead. Wow. Healy's backed on the album by the resident band at Jeff Healy's Roadhouse, the blues club he founded and named after a 1989 Patrick Swayze movie in which he appeared. The album features two live tracks recorded in the last few months of his life. The Grammy-nominated musician is survived by his wife, Christy, and two children, daughter Rachel, 13, and son, Derek, 3. Jeff Healy is dead. Who? Oh, my God. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, you know, people are very yeah, upset about jazz. it here. And you ought to be, too. Oh, jazz my ass. Okay, right. jazz McKay. Oh, we'll jazz get a saxophone. McKay. Jesus, God. There's, uh, he's still in the running. Is employable. Mike Huckleberry, what a silly uh, goose. A silly old nut job. Well, so is uh, the other one. Which out-of-business store do you miss the most? We changed the poll. How do you like that, footsie, huh? Oh! You idiot. You quizzling. Don't forget, Friday morning, we got the uh, trend coming out at 10 o'clock. And then I guess if we do well, I can leave at noon, and if not, I have to stay to like 4. That's right. Miss my plane? Mm-hmm. Why is Neil leaving at noon? Well, what, what does that mean? What, what, I don't understand the question. <sighs> don't you? I mean, don't don't people like like Clarence? How often is Clarence there? Every time there's a basketball game, even if it's not you, and well, that's, every that's time important. anybody picks up a basketball, Clarence is off for two days. Listen, that's important. What do you mean by that? Well, the basketball? Yeah, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot. That's right. And my vacation isn't important. No, you being on the air is important. And if you start shaving off extra vacation time for yourself, then uh, somebody needs to know why. Yeah, shave off this. That? Yeah, that. I'm surprised you don't. Fifty, but I do. I'm going to go shave my head before I go on vacation. Probably Thursday will be a good day. Maybe, in fact, maybe I'll take off Thursday at noon so I can go shave my head. Yeah, maybe I'll just start taking go off get, at noon every day. Go get it waxed. Jolly Joe can call you to come and see him after the show. Go wax come your head. Come and see me after the show. Well, he, I, you know something? He is sure digging around, digging around, digging around, prodding and probing and poking. You know what I mean? Like, no. I, I, like I'm sure he wanted to see the kind of response he gave from me yesterday when he said, uh, great show. I was out of town, but I, I wanted to tell you what a great show it was uh, over the top uh, with an anniversary show, blah, 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 and hope we get to celebrate numbers 33 through 37 together. And just probing to see what my response would be. So I wrote back, yeah, I thought it was a good show, too, and yeah, 30, 33 to 37. Yeah, sure. Whatever whatever that means, you know. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, sure. He's probing. See, he doesn't understand. I, I like the best being left alone, you know what I mean? Just leave me alone. I show up when I'm supposed to. George is there. No, no, you don't. You're leaving at noon on Friday, you see. Well, you know, no, no, he shows I'll up. On Friday. Maybe I'll take the whole day off on Friday. How do you like that? Like I used to. Always used to take off on Friday. And sometimes I when I go on those European trips, That's sometimes right. Thursday and Friday. Thursday, uh, right. Or Thursday right. at noon, something like that, yeah. Oh, my God. How come you? I, I, just, I can't even believe that. I just can't believe it. I was a little bit uh, head-scratching myself over it. As if it were a new thing. Well, what does that mean? You've always done that, and so I'm wondering why. Yeah, if i got a plane to catch. 
How many other people have? How about Joe Rosen? There's 87 days yeah. of jury duty that we had to cover for that. I had to work. You know something? I more than made up for the uh, two hours on this on yeah, Friday for those 75 think. extra hours I worked when Joe Rosen was on jury duty for 75 months. Come on now. Yeah. I'm not saying that he was upset about it, but you make it sound like he was. I, I did not. I just told you. He was uh, jolly. Joe was not so jolly. He was pissed off and fired up and wanted to hold your feet to the fire to try to get you to uh, make up yeah, some answers. He was yeah. red in the face. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Which out-of-business store do you miss the most? Good pull. Thanks, Brandon. Brandon saved our ass today, man. He's good. And he doesn't come up with these. What's your favorite sandwich filling, paper or plastic? You know, like uh, Charlie B. Charlie B's gone. He ain't coming back. Such a bastard. No, no, you know something? There, there's a whole bunch of people on there in that MySpace. Don't get me started on that because the rest of the audience don't want to hear. There's only 1,526 friends anyway. After all of this time, it's over It's over a year, isn't it? Like a year and a half almost, I think. Mm-hmm. And so many of these people, and I'm sure you don't hear from them anymore either. Maybe you do, I don't know. Not from like Charlie Zisco, B. do you hear from him anymore? No, I mean, not for a while. For a while? For quite a while. A long time, a long time. These people were our good, close, personal friends. I was I was scouring through there the other day when I found that thing from that David right. guy in St. Pete who's a real, a real nutcase. But, um... You yeah. know, and I don't. I don't have to tell you this. There are people that that you miss and people you don't like when you don't hear from someone. No, you don't hear from certain people. You know, right. Oh, yeah. hallelujah! All oh, my life is so much better. You know, we're just not, you know whatever. In other words, I can live with them or I can live without them. Yeah, or without them. Oh, but some of these people are so chummy and so you know. I mean, it's it's just uh, email. Here. It's not like a romance. It's not like uh, getting uh, into well, your somebody's life. You know, if you're what? not having sex with them, what do you care if you don't hear from them anymore? Well, see, that's all you care about. That's I'm not all I care sex about. With anybody, I like drugs too. I'm not having sex anymore. I'm giving it up. Really? I I, I would well, advise I against that. I, I have given it up. I would advise against that. I don't remember how it works. I'm sure you do. Just just vaguely. Just it's like riding a bike. Yeah, ride this. That? Ride, Captain Ride. Oh, that's it by the Blues Magoos. Remember yes, it that? is. Very good. On Columbia Records, no less. The Blues Magoos. Medley of their smash. You know what I haven't played in a long, long time? Well, two of them up on the roof what? and... The Crying Shame. It was a Crying Shame. They were, they were an excellent group, and they just... Here they were, and there they went. There's the Blues Magoos again. Yeah. Ride, good, Captain Good Ride. name, by the way. For a band. How about Mr. Magoo? Jim Beckett, yes. he still has. Yes, he is. It was okay. It was good. Not great. Go there was ahead. no Jeff, uh, what's his name that just died? Healy? Healy? Never heard of him. I'm telling you, the fact that I'm sitting here doing the show today after what I went through with that <laughs> I, uh, I agree. In, the guy from India. Maybe you should leave at noon today. So, So you're telling me that the guy I spoke to is in India? Everyone's in India now, yes. All tech support, it's been a running gag for years now. All tech support is in India, and most customer service, more and more. There are these huge companies, that's all they do now, is they train their employees to be phone monkeys, essentially. The what? Oh, that's not a, a racial thing. That's oh, just, it sure as uh, hell sounded like one to me. Foam no, monkeys. Monkeys come in all different colors. You know, just, oh, Like we have button monkeys over here. I can't here. believe you said that. First you tell me that Jolly Joe is madder than hell at me because I'm taking off at noon on Friday. Mm-hmm. Which, quite frankly, I, I got news for it. Like I said. He thinks you're a slacker and he's going to make your new contract hourly. <laughs> you know something? With the numbers he's throwing around, it uh, might as well be. I know. 
Don't, don't get me started now. Everything has been calming down. You hey, see, I'm not getting kind, started. He's the kind of guy who can take you when you finally reach the point where, okay, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can work out. You mm. reach that point and like, oh, geez, here we go again, you know? Uh-huh. Well, maybe he believes in an honest day's work. For I have one question. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Bruce Beasley believes in honest day's work for an honest day's pay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do all these dishonest day's works. Yeah, for dishonest day's pays. Mm-hmm. Ten fifty six. Yeah, it's just I, I still can't absorb it. You know, any more than I can absorb looking at the oh, go get some and bounty what, and see what Petey Lenny has done to us today. Yeah. I, I I can't believe it. I just can't believe, believe it. it. He doesn't even he doesn't even dare show up his wrinkled, craggy face. Pete. Yeah, Petey he Lenny. He did. Sure. To say what? You heard it. I had the mic open. He was blaming the fact that we don't have a, a traffic and continuity department anymore. I didn't hear him. That was him. That was him. Yelling at Tony. It only took them 48 hours to drop the ball on this. I had everything in on time. And the night. We I, don't I have, hear that. We don't have Jen Pudsey here anymore. Maybe they I wasn't Jen. even in here when I said that. Of course you were. I was relating the whole thing. We were, you were there. I'm no, glad no, Chris here the witness. Him. I didn't know it was him. Okay. Well, anyway. I thought you were telling me that crap. They, they fired Jen Pudsey. No, that was him. I, that was me yelling like a maniac over they fired Jen Pudsey. I mean, I'm broken up about it, but, you know, I'm not going to yell about it. 1056 at 560 WQM on a very strange Tuesday. Good thing I'm going on vacation Friday at noon. And you want to know why I'm leaving at noon? I know. I want to. <laughs> yeah, you gave me the right answer because I want to, okay? That's right. You put a good investment in those carpets when you want to last a very long time. So when you hear about the dry cleaning process, the dry concepts, the process that I've been using for over, oh, 25 years in my house now, and they're clean today, entertain tonight's slogan, it's because your carpets are dry in one to three hours. And when you dry clean your carpets, they stay cleaner longer. The colors are more vibrant, and your carpets feel softer to the touch. And in South Florida, soaking your carpets in water and steam is crazy in a humid area like South Florida. Dry cleaning is the only answer to do it the right way. So call Dry Concepts at 954-370-7778. They'll never let you down, I guarantee it, from years and years of personal experience. Remember, you walk around on your floors all the time, and just because you can't see the dirt on your carpets doesn't mean it's not in there. Let Dry Concepts help sanitize and clean your home. Call 954-370-7778. Dry Concepts has got a plan to make frequent cleaning easy, too. It's just a fraction of the cost of regular cleaning with their detailed maintenance plan. So call them at that number, 954-370-7778, and you really can clean today and entertain tonight when you call our good friends at Dry Concepts. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is the Neil Rogers Show. You, 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 This is your brain. Any questions? If new legislation passes Congress, our interrogators can't use cruel and inhuman torture techniques on military combatants, like making them wear panties on their heads or forcing them to listen to Christina Aguilera music. But they can do this. Okay, Ahmed, if you don't tell us where Osama bin Laden is, we're going to have to give you this. Oh, no. That's that. You mean? That's right. Let's see how you like spending the night snuggled up to tickle me, get bo. No, no. Tickle you, I think. No, no, please, no, please. <laughs> Gitmo says that women should try. Oh, no, that is accurate. No, please, please. Do you want to meet Gitmo's friend, Mr. Jumper Cable? Stop it. Stop it. Please. No, how you like that, Camel Boy? 
Don't the answer to interrogating military combatants without violating their rights. It's Tickle Me Gitmo from the makers of Tickle Me El Mohammed and the Sunni homemaker Easy Bob Look at our two and Let me ask you, did I say bass guitar or bass guitar? I mean, don't you think I know it's bass guitar? Yeah, I just got the. Yeah, you said bass. What? Yeah, you said bass. Bastard. Sorry. That's what I was getting at. I said bass guitar? Yeah, you did, but that's I right. I got news for you. After all that I've been through this morning, I think it's a miracle right. I said anything. I'm impressed you didn't say ass guitar. That, that's coming up next. What does that just sound like? String, just put some strings on it, baby, and strum it. Just strum that thing. <laughs> you said strum, right? Yeah. That's what I said, strum. Rhymes with dumb scrum. and bum and scrum bum. Well, this is some bad news. Hillary Clinton has retaken the lead over Barack Obama in Illinois. In Illinois, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? Illinois, this is from Ross Story, which usually are pretty reliable, okay? In Texas, and is deadlocked in Ohio, according to the final Zogby Reuters C-SPAN poll taken before today's primaries. Jesus. The stuff that, you know, passes for news, man, the stuff that they put on in print. Mm-hmm. Among Republicans, John McCain holds a sizable lead in Texas and Ohio and is leading in Arkansas, the home state of former Governor Mike Huckleberry Hound. McCain appears to have sealed the nomination. Wow, how perspicacious on their part. The telephone survey show Clinton had a second consecutive good day and now leads Obama 47 to 44 in Texas. Zogby wrote in a release earlier today, the two are tied 44% in Ohio. It's notable that in Texas, 7%, and in Ohio, 8% said they're yet unsure about who they're going to support in the Democratic Party race, even at this late moment. The survey also shows support is somewhat soft in the race and could still shift in the waning hours. In Ohio, there have been no dramatic changes, as I've said. This has always been close, except that now the other side are up 8%, and the increases come from the Obama column. It looks like a combination of questions raised about Obama's capacity to lead the military, his stance on NAFTA, and questions about ethics have shaved a few points off his support. Right. So help me God, if this shrew, if she pulls this out of the sack, it's just, I'm not going to be able to do it. Clinton hasn't closed the deal yet, but she's picked up some additional support among women and older voters, he added. Obama continues to lead in the big cities of Ohio, and it looks like Cincinnati is keeping him in the game. He's been working it hard and received the endorsement of the mayor there. Yeah, a lot of people have been working it hard. But Clinton has opened up a big lead among Catholics, which translated means white ethnics. Oh. And Texas, Fullery had a slight lead in Sunday's polling, which was enhanced by her lead in yesterday's polling. And those other figures combined into a two-day rolling average of our poll, he added. How did she pull ahead? She clearly increased her support among white men and Hispanic men, mostly based on her late campaign focusing on her fitness for military command. Oh, my God. Military command, my ass. Really? The bitch that voted to, to authorize Bush to attack Iraq, and she's going to be, uh, oh, my goodness. She also enjoys strong support from white and Hispanic women. One thing that could prove significant is that much of Obama's recent advances in the Houston area seem to have dissipated. Like, where's that magic wand sound you've got? Oops, sorry. Yeah, like that. Just dissipated in thin air. Now, what does this say? Good morning, Neil. Great show on Friday. And how about, what is that? McCrory's? Or however you spell it. McCrory's. I just vaguely remember that. Do you remember it? No. 
Oh, Lurias. I remember the other one, Lurias. Now, let me ask you something. Was Lurias... I hated Lurias. Uh, was Lurias... I'll tell you why in a second. All right. Was Lurias also service merchandise? Did one become the other, or were they just copies of each other? I think they I were know. different, because I was about to say... Because uh, I liked service merchandise, but so I did not like Lurias. Lurias. I had an experience in there one really? time, way back when, mm-hmm. way back when, when I had my first American Express green card, so obviously it's a long time ago. And I went in there to get, like, a glass coffee table for my apartment, okay? I, I pick it out. Mm-hmm. I go to the cash thing and right. come to find out they didn't deliver. I see. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Uh, if you had a pickup truck, fine. Sure. And that's what they told me. Well, if you have mm-hmm. a friend that's got a pickup truck, well, I didn't have any friends with a pickup truck, okay? That's not my crowd. Well, look, I'm, I'm gay. I don't have any Only gay people don't have friends with pickup trucks? Is that what you're trying to tell yeah, me? Yeah, I'm making a joke there. No, you're not. And how come you're not leaving on uh, Friday at noon? I ought to. Yeah, you ought to. You ought to leave a Chris there to handle mm-hmm. it. Then, then, you'll be hearing a different mm-hmm. tune from Jolly Joe next time. Let me tell you that right now. What, Dixie? Yeah, he'll be whistling Dixie. You ought to be. So anyway, I, I go to the uh, thing there, and I'm, I'm very upset because uh, there's no way I can take this table. You know, every, Everything was like in a box, you know. Right. And you have to take it with you. Mm-hmm. And I said, you mean you don't deliver? Oh, no, we don't deliver. And I had already paid for it. Uh-huh. And so I went back to the cash to the cashier to get me a refund and uh-huh. uh, made a little bit of a stink. And the manager or assistant manager comes out and says, loud enough for me to hear, get him out of here, get him out of here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not standing there screaming or yelling. or I, I just don't do that like in retail joints. I, you know, right. I, I just... Don't carry on like a crazy person, even though I am one. And that was my one experience at Alluria's in Hialeah, I believe, back when I lived in the Hialeah and Miami right. Lakes. Well, that was your first mistake. What's that? Living in Miami Lakes? Oh, that, yeah. was, a, that was a nasty place. It was right next to Miami Lakes High. Uh-huh. What? It was a nasty place. It's a nasty place. Like I'm trying to tell you that. Yeah. Oh, Get out of that area. What are you doing there? But that's a long time ago, man. That was my uh, second uh, joint, my second place where I lived. Mm-hmm. Started on the beach and, uh, oh my God, in 76. I had an apartment the size of your thumb. And upstairs, were these, thumb uh, upstairs were these Spanish Jews. Not okay. Cuban, Spanish. As right. in, like, from Spain, from real Spaniard. Espana, si. Loud, loud, non Speaking with the list? I mean, it, just, it was like, I thought I would lose my mind. Were they speaking Castellano así? Yes. And then I remember yes. turning on the radio the first day that I worked on KAT. I think I was working three to six at that time. Later, I expanded it two to six for an extra uh, 25 or 50 bucks a week. Thanks, Sid. Thanks, you call it Cats and Tyne. And anyway, I go home and I turn on the radio, and Sonny Hirsch was doing the sports or whatever we call the sports show on KAT. And Sonny, he's reading the score. And I thought, there's something wrong with my radio. <laughs> I know I've told you this before. Yeah, it's okay. We worked it's with Sonny a long time, mm-hmm. and Sonny was a great sure. guy. Rest yes, in was. peace. But he had a, uh, a quagger like that. Well, a hurricanes, yeah. well, like, like that. Maybe, uh, you know, he sat on a vibrating chair while he broadcast. I don't know, but it sure as hell had a lasting effect, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of like what it was. And I thought, what's wrong with my radio? Something? And then he had an operation, I guess, and got that fixed, and then uh, he died. Yes. Now, what did he have? He was diabetic? I, I think he was. A lot of people that we knew, like uh, Bill Cosford, who was mm-hmm. a thin guy. He must have had type 1 diabetes. He was a skinny guy. Mm-hmm. Little guy, about two feet tall. It's a killer. Killed a friend of mine. Well, I'm doing okay. My sugar's not too bad today. Good. I didn't eat any ice cream yesterday. Good. No, I did. Oh, damn it. I had one score ice cream cone. 
Have you ever seen those? Yes. I had popsicles, fudgesicles yesterday. Oh, my God. Not the real ones. You mean sugar-free or like with azucar, man? Real fudgesicles. Full azucar? Real, full-on, full-strength fudgesicles. I must okay. have ate like oh, ten of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wreck them. They make, uh, the problem with those is, just like the popsicles, the, the sugar-free ones, mm -hmm. they're addictive. Oh, look at this. Here's four people with Ron Paul for president uh, signs. Now, why, why do people do that? Why do they do that? Why do they do what? That. What Waste their time. Oh, please. Have you the talked to Ralph Nader crowd, you know? Oh, Neil, are you afraid of Ron Paul? Oh, yeah, I'm terrified. Yeah, uh -huh. Be afraid. Mm-hmm. 100 votes even on the new poll. Nice going there, Chris. We got a good shot at something. I don't know. Whatever. Case cool. sera, sera. I bet it's over 100 now. 104. Look at that. There's John McCain. Insane. A sufficient number of delegates with victories in Vermont, Rhode Island, Ohio, and Texas uh, tomorrow, and move on to the the. I, I think this is the new thing in America. I think we're going to find the craziest candidate and make him president. It worked with W. I mean, like a charm. Of course, they had to steal that one in Ohio, but nevertheless, we found the uh, the craziest one and put him in there. And now McCain, without any shadow of a doubt. It's crazier than a bed bug. You know, I think, I think maybe it was like a delayed reaction all those years as POW. Which out-of-business store do you miss the most? We're not doing restaurants. We'll do that another day, like soon. You can be sure it's going to be soon. Unless somebody starts sending us some good polls. Hold your you breath. You pissed off Charlie B. He ain't going to be contributing anymore. Nope. Your, at, your snotty attitude. That's right. Echmir a stimulus package. That, that could be the best uh, poll choice we've ever had. Echmir a stimulus package. How do you spell ech? Ech. Like E, E, R, M, E, R. A, B, D. Yeah, A, B, D. Oh, I'm, I'm looking through this pile here, and believe me, I'm going to shit on Heinrich Himmler. It's that, that, no, no it's, a, it's a challenge. It is. But I got that history on there, thanks to Eric, and we can go back and we can go back to the beginning. What do you think about Elyon? <laughs> hey, I'm the baby Jesus. Just remember that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Jesus, Jorge, same crap. Anything right. with a G and the same birthday, name, except I had it first. Now, did Jesus was his last name like uh, Hernandez or something like that? K. Reist. Which out of business uh, store do you miss the most? 104 votes. Burdines, 35. Overpriced. I liked it. They had nice merchandise, but very expensive. I had a Burdines credit card, though. Woolworths, 15. Jordan Marsh, 10. Now, that was a good store. It had same merchandise as Burdines, only not nearly as expensive. So why did they go out of business in South Florida? Are they still out of business everywhere? I'm going to Google it during no, the break. No, no. Because the first year, they, they were a New England chain. They were from Boston. Zares slash Ames, 9. Eckerd's, 8. Oh, yeah, I sure miss them. No. Like Poison. Are all of them now a C, uh, what is it? CBS 24, yes. whatever, yes. CBS? Yes, yes. Extra six, Grand Union six. Extras where they had the big family size right. boxes Industrial of size cereal, like the one that Al Goldstein brought in that day. Remember bring, that? Bring your own ladder. He was eating it out of the box by the handful, a family <coughs> size box. You could have fed 700 Chinese soldiers with that. Right. It was like a refrigerator size box. Grand Union six, J. Byron slash Upton six, Monkey Ward five, Pantry Pride four, Jefferson's two, Service Merchandise one, and how come we don't have uh, Luria's on there? Oh, because I you that. hated them. 
McCrory's none. So what's wrong with that? Maybe somebody misses them, for Christ's sake. I'm a service merchandise. Get him out of here. 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 Absolutely. We're down in Jamaica in the Caribbean. They got the best herb that you ever seen. Ask anybody in that neighborhood. They tell you this the country where the ganja be good. Rasta man has some he want to sell. And from a mile away, you can detect the smell of smoke. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. He light up his spliff and choke. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. The ganja be good. You can carry lots of herb in the gunny sack. Smoke it every day until your lungs turn black. With all the money that we have made, Jamaica doesn't need any foreign aid. American tourists come here and say, got nothing like this in the USA. They smoke, smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. They light up the spliff and talk. They begin to cough and choke. Smoke, ganja, smoke. Smoke, the ganja be good. Mama tell her son you are an awesome man. You like to smoke the giant slip whenever you can. Many people coming here from miles around to buy the herb from you by the ounce of the pound. Rastaman say to her, Mama, you're right. The ganja be good tonight. WQM. Here's a bunch more for the poll. Okay, you ready? Are you poised and prepared? I'm poll poised. Builder Square. All right. Far more. Okay. Peaches. All right. And what about specs? Are they still there or are they gone? I think they're long gone. gone. Huh? I think they're gone. And once they're gone, they're gone. Although specs. those are a uh, moot point anymore. What do you mean by that? CD stores, you know, because nobody's buying music like that as much as they used to. What are you trying to say? The people are downloading music now. Both yeah, stealing it, is that what you're trying legally, to say? Stealing it, both including le- the bass both player? Legally and Maybe illegally. Maybe the guy played a fish. You ever think of that? I played a fish. Bass player. Now, you should interject it at that point and said, what's wrong with you, old man? I was picturing him playing a bass. And I was telling you uh, this morning, I, it's a miracle I'm even here doing the show. That's how, I don't want to start belly aching, but man. Go right ahead. 
You no, belly aching? That, that, that whole issue, how the hell I... You know, you got to give me credit I do. for a doddering old queen, man. I, I sure, uh, you know, did pretty good. I hold you up as an example most of the time. When people have compu-fear, irrational compu-fear, yeah. women, women type. If mostly. I can do it, right. I say, anybody can I do it. I say, if an ancient old faggot... Well, but that's not true. Who the hell installed these damn denim CD decks in here? I did. Right. Who the hell maintained this studio 99% of the time? I done it. Right. There's an irrational fear of computers for some reason. Because, yeah. as you know, it's not all that complicated. <laughs> well, most of the time, it's a breeze. Right. How about Mervyn's and Incredible Universes, Alex? Right. <laughs> Incredible Universe was good. Was it? I guess too good. What was it, like sound advice? It was, no, it was like, like a, a, a huge superstore. Right, right, like a Best Buy. But huge. Not the Best Buy, isn't, but still. It was almost like a warehouse size, basically. Mm hmm And Mervyn's? Sure. Wasn't Mervyn's kind of like a um, clothing store? Yeah, yeah. Like but anyway, Brett Favre has decided to retire from the NFL after 17 seasons. I can't believe that Clarence isn't in there screaming and wailing and carrying on since it's a sports story. <laughs> the hell's wrong with this place? What sports story did we have the other day that they weren't paying any attention to? It was something big. Remember that, Chris? What, what was it? Last I remember. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I remember. Uh, Some major, big, fat, hairy-ass development took place, and uh, I found it there on the internets. And these people were like, oh, but a beep, but a beep, like that, you know. They didn't care. He's had one of the greatest careers in the history of the NFL. He's able to walk away from the game on his own terms. And not many players are able to do that, Packers general manager Ted Thompson said today. Favre's agent, Buss Cook, said the 38-year quarterback told him his decision last night. I'm glad to see it because he gets on my nerves. I don't like him. I'm not saying he's not a great player, but he, he and something about him bugs me. Maybe the fact that he's such a yahoo, you know. He's a yahoo. Maybe. Nobody pushed Favre out the door, but then nobody encouraged him not to go out that door either, Cook said by phone from his Hattiesburg, Mississippi orifice. Fox Sports first reported today that the Packers quarterback informed the team in the last few days. ESPN.com said, according to Favre's agent, the quarterback told Coach Mike McCarthy of his decision. The news was a surprise to at least one of his teammates. Most players expected Favre to return after a successful 2007 season. I just saw it come across TV, Packers wide receiver Corin Robinson said, or reached on his cell phone by the AP. He just saw it on TV. Well, the 38-year-old Favre, a three-time NFL MVP, one of the NFL's grittiest players, has made his annual flirtation with the retirement of winter tradition in Wisconsin. He's taken weeks and even months to make his decision after recent seasons with cheeseheads hanging on his every word. He broke several career records. Among them was Dan Marino's career mark for career touchdown passes. He powered the package to an NFC North title and a 13-3 and regular season record, earned his ninth Pro Bowl spot. They give me stilkies, man, the Packers. I don't, oh, I don't like them. Of course, the Giants are like a lot less. But nevertheless, they got hot just at the right time. Just like the Panthers that one season when they went to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, the year of the rat. And then lost four straight to the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, 143 well, you know. votes on a pop. Beg your pardon? Yeah, well, you know. I know what? What do you know about it? What do you know about it? Were you throwing rats? Yes, I was. Yeah, hell, you were. And we were, I remember being at work and working the night shift at uh, Publix. And so one of these stockmen would have the little radio, and he'd tell us the score and what's going on. We love so the in. Panthers. It's make-believe. Yeah. Make-believes. Let's uh, check out the races from last night at Woodbine. What do you say? Here's the uh, tenth race, $12,000 claiming race with a per, uh, $12,000 claimers, purse 10000 Oh, Jackie Moe is in here. All you got to know is Jackie Moe and Mark McDonald and Chris Christopheru and Mario Bayarjan and Jody Jameson. Hey, Jody. 
Number six. Oh, look at the slot. They're racing in the slot. Don't you love that? You know, because, you know. See, one of these days, once you get really hooked on horse racing, mm -hmm. although I don't think you'll find that at Gulf Street. The gate swings they, into the stretch. They got that track. tenth race. They got the what? No, potty. Potty track. Oh. They're often pacing the birds. for speed. You know, like Polly on a cracker. Racetrack uh -huh. out DM Night Stalker. Yeah, let's have a lot of horse racing on here, man. With them, In fact, maybe Friday from noon to two, we can have the races from Gulfstream on. The far outside since I won't third. be around. Crossed in to get a seat fourth, Pilgrim's Place, and away fifth, Danny Sherlock. I just can't even believe it. I keep, I keep thinking in my mind again that he asked you to come see him about that. Floating up on the outside, kind of a major issue. The claimed horse, Dream Drop Hanover, is trailing in ninth. Into the opening turn, front end still is undecided. I got news for you. They had a mistake. There in the uh, crawl, uh, Randy Wavell was on that last horse. There, they even have his name on the list for that first fraction. Back into second, Russell. There goes Jody, the lead baby, six to five. It's Talk City. Here comes the bunny, and there goes your money. Talk City in the slot makes its way towards the half mile point. In shining armor, dealing with that prompter. Looks like Rick Zeron on the outside, and right on by for the front end. Yeah, third, Russell and Good Time. Well, we don't have time for that. Although there are a couple of more, I think. I think they had 12 last night. I thought you were getting big into the horse racing. I thought that was going to be an integral part of our show. I am, That's but I can't. Karen I can't. Karen said, hockey and horse racing, baby. Hockey and right. horse racing. Just like with everything else, if I can't participate, I'm not interested. Well, didn't you participate in the races at Gulfstream? Yeah, yeah, but I'm not there now. I can't bet now, so well, I don't know what's going on right now. See? Why not? Because uh, yeah. I'm not Locked there. Up I'd love stopping, to. Wrestling good time. Now angled out, goes step aside, Larry. Three wide time I think for the six drives and Jody Jameson, baby. Long shot, Meadow Branch, Frank. Three quarters and 127, two fifths. They're off the turn and into the stretch. Looks like he's going to make a break, and he did it off. Cover Jameson's charging, shining armor made he a break. He jumped it off, baby. Oh, Others my God. Don't you hit that? Didn't fall down, though. Yeah. He jumped it off. Why do they say that? He jumped it off. They say a lot of things. You know, they. Yeah. All, that's a good poll someday. The dumbest expression of them all is. But there's so many. We'd have we'd right. have to do like footy and do that like every day for like six years. We've done that before, but that's one you could do at least once a year because there's a whole new batch every year, you know? Yeah. 145 votes on the poll. Incredible Universe don't have any. What about Peaches? Peaches don't have any. And Specs doesn't have any. Oh, well, yeah. uh, have Specs is still around, someone says, on the facts. And they also threw in a good choice, Lionel Playworld. Although they said Lionel's Playworld. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah, yeah sure. Sure. Well, you Lionel play train, right. So put that on there and take specs off, please. Biggest news. Let's get with it. Best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Meridians, dumb as dirt. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is Tuba. Yes. Tuba. Could uh, you tell me if Peppy is a pepperoni? Pepperoni? Yeah. Yes, Peppy. Specs is still around. Aye. 202 Southeast First Street, Miami. There's still Specs. Let's get that off of there if we haven't already done it. Did we do it? I asked Eric. Eric done it? Not yet. Let me refresh it. Maybe, he, uh, maybe no, he's working there. on it. What? It's still there. 
Still there. Let's get it off of there. We don't want to make And also, Brandon says, SNH Green Stamp stores. Okay. Okay, what? Well, I mean, yeah, the stores are gone because ain't no green stamps anymore. But, but, I Googled it, and according to Wikipedia, currently the company operated, they were bought out by San Francisco-based Pay by Touch on December 7, 2006, for $100 million in cash and stock. Currently, the company owns SNH Solutions and offers SNH Green Points, a digital version of green stamps, which can be earned online and, and participating grocery locations. There are some people say grocery locations. Mm-hmm. Get your groceries at, uh, you know. Sounds gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross when you say that is right. I hate that. Can't stand pe- Anybody that says groceries, ought to be shot. Yeah, well, don't get me started. About what? Jewelry. Yeah, d- it's jewelry, yeah. It's jewels. That's like made from jewels, so it's that's jewelry. Like, that's like real, real, realtors. Oh yeah. Oh, we could go on all day. Maybe we could take a poll. And nuclear. Which misused word? Uh, nuclear. You know, the nuts, right? Nuclear. Mm-hmm. Like you're a literate president. Now, how come you got me back on a racing network here? I don't. I'm not. Uh, you know. Because I'm learning to be a degenerate gambler. Oh, is that it? Oh, here's the Leafs press conference coming up about what? About the fact they're not going to make the playoffs for the third year in a row. Everybody knows that. Uh, let's get some hockey on here. What do you say? Do NHL on your fly. And I to the Washington Capitals. Again, Capitals 10 to Bruins, too. Austin Bruins. Let's make note as well that Olaf Polsey did come in to finish. Cristobal UA taken out. He was feeling some back spasms. It's precautionary, not believed to be serious. But the Caps now pull within three points of the Carolina Hurricanes for top spot in the Southeast Division. Woo! Heavy duty, baby. We love the Panthers. Let's get those rats. Oh, my God. Talk about fake and phony and irzots. Hey, ref, you suck. It's, it's just, it, it epitomizes South Florida and everything that's wrong with it is the Panthers franchise. And going to those games and being in the middle of a bunch. People on a cell phone, much, the older Miami arena wasn't so bad, as strange as that may sound. The atmosphere in there, because it was small, when it was packed, which wasn't that often, but when it was, it, it was an electric atmosphere. But in the new arena, which is usually at least half empty, all these plastic a-holes on their cell phones. Oh, hi, Frank. How you doing over there in Section 102? Ha, ha. You, you wouldn't know that because you don't go to any games. But I have. You have gone to hockey Back games? Back in the day, yeah. When was that? Back in when? The new, in the new building? I think I went to one in the new building. In the Mac Arena? Mm-hmm. Free tickets, well, of course, you know. Oh, of course. While Senator John McCain has nearly wrapped up the Republican presidential nomination, he apparently still hasn't wrapped up his own party. <clears throat> According to a Fox News Washington Times Rasmussen Reports poll out today, Republicans like Senator Barack Obama nearly as much as they like McCain. Republicans. Mm-hmm. The survey of likability isn't indicative of whether they vote for Obama over their own nominee, but it could suggest problems for McCain down the road should Obama become the Democratic nominee, which we're waiting on pins and needles for what's going to happen today. Aren't you on pins and needles? Not. No. Aren't you going to watch the returns at least tonight? Uh, what's tonight? Tuesday. Tuesday. Maybe. Depends Come on. on. Depends on if I'm home. You can invite Petey Lenny over to the house. Nah. Equally troubling for Republicans is that the survey showed that party supporters think Obama is smarter than McCain. Wow. Despite facing candidates with far more experience in government, Obama was rated smartest by 26% of those polled, uh, more so than Swillery, who won 22%, and McCain, who got only 17%. 
Mike Huckleberry, former Arkansas governor, was fourth with 10%. The survey determined that a quarter of self-identified Republicans rated McCain most likable, but nearly as many, 23%, chose Obama as most likable. And among all adults surveyed, Obama was rated likable by more people than Swillery and McCain combined, underscoring the Illinois senator's appeal to voters across the political spectrum. There's something about Barack Obama that's hard to capture in polling, and it's enthusiasm, it's a freshness, it's an excitement he can generate that will certainly be a factor in a campaign, said pollster Scott Rasmussen. Mr. Obama said his message and his brand of campaigning will help him compete in states traditionally hostile to Democrats, and the poll numbers suggest an opening for that approach. By contrast, likability has never been McCain's strong suit. Even long-shot Republican candidate Mike Huckleberry was rated more likable in the poll, both among all adults and Republicans specifically. McCain instead is bidding on his national security credentials, invade and kill everybody, and there the survey shows him topping both Democrats combined. Obama was also wildly popular among independents and third-party members, 41% among whom rated him most likable. Wildly popular. Not just popular, but wildly popular. Got it? Wild. Got it. Like I'm wild about Petey Lenny and his uh, grotesque performance today. See, I don't understand why Duff lets him... You know, inter- Petey, go sell somebody else's show, okay? Go do something else. Get away from me. I could talk to you, but you know what? I don't want And when you tell me that he was actually in there this morning babbling to me, I, I didn't even uh, for yeah, a while. Yeah, he was not playing. He was yelling. He was uh, ranting and raving about why that spot didn't get on and why you hadn't gotten the copy and why, you know. Because he's an idiot. Well, that's not what he was saying. No, that's not what he was saying, but it's true because, see, it's like the boy who cried wolf syndrome, you know? Everything he touches always turns to dreck. Everything. Has for years. But it's always got to be somebody else's fault. It's like Randy and uh, Brooke Daniels. Remember, they were always uh, firing the board ops? Yes. It was always the board ops' fault that their show sucked or the guest didn't show up or something went over like a pregnant pole like ball that, in the middle um, of July. morning show when we came over here or whatever that was, whichever one. Yeah. It was always somebody else's fault. Oh, yeah. You mean the worst team? Yeah, I think that was them. But Defoe was back on the air on like 1980 on AM dial. Not too many radios can pick that up unless you're on Uranus. 181 votes on a new poll. Now, what, what, are we, uh, what are we doing here today? What do we got? What's it all about, Alfie? Are you following it, Chris? What do we have in our first one? Well, it's easy we to see had because you can just go view the 1,134. 1,134. Even I can do that. See that? Now that I got my internet's back? Do you have any idea? I, my confidence level that I was going to have the internet by showtime today on a scale of minus infinity was exactly that. I thought there were two chances, none and much, 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 much less than none. How much I was going to have the internet? And here it is. So I think, even though you're knocking those, what did you call them? Uh, trained monkeys? No, that's not what I said. What did you say about I the said, people from India? I didn't say that about I know people what you from said. India. Another right. train monkey. Yeah, that's make, what you said. Something Another yeah, that. train monkey. Even the mole man knows what you said. So every time you call one of these places, you're talking to somebody in India? If they have an Indian accent? He did. Then, That's yes. just an Indian accent. Then, yes. he, I could smell the curry on the phone. Anyone who answers... And don't them. get me wrong, man. I love some of them Indians. Oh, my so God. Said, Whoa. Heavy duty. But, yeah. he said, if they were going to send me a new modem, he'd have to send it from India. It would take three uh-huh. or four days. Uh-huh. Well, well, so, in other words, all this outsourcing crap means a lot of these companies only exist in theory. Correct. They have like a, they have like a turnkey operation somewhere. They have a mail drop. The they have a post office box yeah, over that's here. that's right. And an office with, uh, with another phone monkey over here. 
Oh, look at this. Abandoning your pets. This was look at that. Did you see that beautiful dog here in that yeah. cage? Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I'm changing it. I would, That's I a Spanish booby vision. There we go. In that place, was done. Sure wish I could bring that dog <sighs> home. Huh? But like I said, there are a lot of people on that MySpace that just abandoned us. Just left us like cornered rats, man. Well, left us on the corner. If you weren't having sex with them or scoring drugs off of them, why do you care? Oh, I don't care that much. All right, well, there you go. You but it just, it's, it's, it's smacks of insincerity. You know, it's smacks of like, ah, you don't really care. You know, don't pretend you care and then like, uh, then go running away, you know? You'll sit so close to the water you can taste it. It's why you drove to the beach. It's my pick for this week's Neil's Deal, Oceans 234 in Deerfield Beach. Each week, every Thursday, we bring you a fantastic restaurant and save you tons of money. And this week, Oceans 234 is more than just fantastic. Just inches from the sand, Oceans 234 serves delights that will amaze your taste buds. Begin with a delicious appetizer like the seared tuna, lobster fritters with Caribbean chutney, or shrimp and steak quesadilla. The entrees are superb, like the crab-encrusted chili and sea bass, seared scallops, macadamia dolphin or king crab legs, fresh, succulent, and delicious. There are ribs, chicken, New York strip, or filet for the land lovers. Oceans has got live entertainment, too, a gorgeous wait staff, and the cocktails are just like you like them. And Thursday at noon, we'll open up our store on WQM.com. You'll be able to buy $100 certificates for just 50 bucks for a great meal in a tropical ocean view atmosphere. Oceans 234 at the end of Hillsborough Boulevard and Deerfield Beach. Look for the water you can't wait to order at Oceans 234. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. What's the matter with the meat I'm eating? Can't you tell that you're dying inside? Maybe I should wipe the puke off my collar. I think I'm breaking out in some hives. They're serving nasty old meat to me, honey. I guess they messed up the cows to save a lot of money. Everybody's puking and their poop is runny because it's still rotten for me. Everybody's puking and the poop is runny because it's still rotten frozen meat. All right, 1147, 13 to noon. Speaking of old moldy stuff, how about Blockbuster? Are they long gone? No, they're still around. Yeah. Are they? Sorry, Brandon, you're wrong. There's a Blockbuster. They're still around. Sure, I see them here. Uh-huh. What about Modern Age? Uh, I think they're gone. They're gone? Uh, but I'm not sure. He says yes, but he also said Blockbuster. And I said specs. Well, we make a lot of mistakes on these things, but you know what? Big deal. Yeah. At least we give them some free publicity. And I told you there is a specs at 202 Southeast 1st Street in Miami, even though George said, oh, those kind of stores, nobody goes there anymore because everybody steals music. Yeah, that's what I said. Not what you said? Just like you said, how come you're leaving at noon on Friday, Neil? Just because uh-huh. you're going on vacation, you pus, that's right. you slacker. I also said Jeff Uger says... John McCain was warmly endorsed by the Reverend Hagee this past week. McCain said he was very honored and very proud of the endorsement. Reverend Hagee is a Class A kook, stark raving mad. He believes someone will unite the whole world together and bring peace to everyone, and that person is the Antichrist. Yeah, God forbid we should have peace, so Hagee prefers wars instead. That must be why he likes John McCain. He wants to preemptively strike Iran to start the festivities, so will this bring peace later at least? No, exactly the opposite. It'll bring Armageddon. Then nearly everyone will die, which of course is the great thing, because biblical prophecy will be fulfilled, and the few people who agree with John Hagee will all be saved and laughing their asses off in heaven. And the rest of us will all be dead, killed by Reverend Hagee's righteous God. Not to be confused with... Damn God! This is all very comical and patently absurd. I know it seems literally unbelievable that grown-ass men would believe something this childish and stupid. 
But I sat through a whole hour of the Glenn Beck show to make sure I wasn't misinterpreting what they were saying. You can watch it here. He's got a, a link. By the way, Beck enthusiastically agrees and supports Reverend Hagee as he lays out the ravings of his lunatic mind, thereby proving my dad right when he says in his heavy Turkish accent, Glenn Beck is crazy. Well, we all know that. Absolutely. As I read and watched all of Hagee's ideas about how Gog and Magog and Dumbledore were coming to come out of, going to come out of Russia to unite the Muslims, who of course are the worst people on earth and the minions of Satan, I thought he looked like an overgrown kid who was really wrapped up in a great game of Dungeons and Dragons. The only thing that separates this nonsense from D&D or Lord of Rings or Harry Potter, which Hagee, of course, believes is the work of the devil, is that at least these nonfiction works would make some degree of sense. One thought is connected to another, and you have a nice fable that you can follow along. In Hagee's version of the Bible, Jesus comes back to suck up every believer on earth. They get vacuumed into heaven. And when the Antichrist comes and we eventually walk down the road to Armageddon, you don't think the rest of us would catch on when all the Christians get sucked up into the sky? We'd still walk happily in the arms of the Antichrist, even though we just saw all those people transported into heaven. Look, I think all the major religions are the silliest fairy tales I've ever heard, but if people start to get sucked up into the sky by Jesus, believe me, I'm listening. I guess they think the rest of us aren't very bright. Then there's the logical inconsistency of trying to start Armageddon, as Hagee would like to do, when the tribulation is supposed to happen first, that's the vacuum moment I referred to above. Since the tribulation has to happen first, Pastor Hagee seems to be putting his cart before his four horses of the apocalypse. But like I said, this would be an amusing joke if it weren't for one thing. It's that all these whack jobs have actual power in this country. President Bush sent a congratulatory note to one of Reverend Hagee's meetings on Armageddon, prepar on Armageddon preparations well done, I assume. Hagee was also invited to the White House to talk with White House Deputy National Security Advisor Elliot Abrams. The pastor came out of the meeting saying, we felt we were on the right track. <laughs> oh. The president regularly meets with Christian right zealots like Pat Robertson, who all believe the same insanity. In fact, the president met with Robertson right before the Iraq invasion. The White House has a regular conference called with evangelical leaders every Monday. Members of the Christian right are placed in important positions throughout the government as we work for their political support. Evang evan uh, evangelical activist Gary Bauer says, I think we have had some impact. That's exactly what I'm worried about, Jank says. You know Jank? No. Now they're wooing John McCain. They would like him to start this fun little apocalypse everyone is so jazzed about. The skeptics will say that McCain is using them and doesn't really believe any of this crap. First, I have no interest in finding out. While I have faith that McCain is a liar of the first order, and he would have to be uh, saying, and he would have to be to say he is very honored to get this man's endorsement and then laugh at him behind his back, I'd rather not take that chance. But more importantly, I don't want McCain taking orders from these guys. A president trying to appease these lunatics by changing our foreign policy is a terribly dangerous possibility. John McCain has become the world's biggest panderer in this election cycle. Is there anything he won't stoop to in order to wrangle up a couple more votes from the Christian right? Would he let them influence policy in order to get their endorsement again in 2012? You'd have to be awfully naive to think he wouldn't. If John Hagee, Pat Robertson, and Glenn Beck sat in a basement playing Armageddon while the kids next to them played Dungeons and Dragons, I wouldn't bat an eyelash. It's a free country. Somebody's got to be stupid. Everyone's got a niche. Niche. Itch. Bitch. Witch. Twitch. Okay, well. By the way, I would like to pause to say I don't mean to denigrate the honorable D&D &D players out there. The difference between you guys and the Hagees of the world is at least you know you're playing a make-believe game in a make-believe world. Plus, you probably have 100 IQ points on them. So the Reverend Hagee thinks the Catholic Church is the great whore and that the Muslims are programmed to kill and that New Orleans had it coming because they were going to do a gay pride march and the head of the European Union will be the next Antichrist and that the whole world will be soaked in blood and most of the people on the planet will die if we play our cards right. So what? It's a free country. You can be bad Schmidt crazy as you want to be. But I draw the line when someone takes you seriously, when you can actually affect world events to bring about the bloody conclusions you seek when you have access to power. 
Until then, it's Schmitz and Giggles. But when they have a presidential candidate in their back pocket, that's when it becomes our business to point out how absolutely crazy they truly are. You can say I'm overreacting. Republicans are liars who are just using these halfwits for their votes and will never actually listen to them. After all, the Christian right had Bush in their back pocket, and he didn't start a war in the Middle East for no apparent reason. Oh, uh, yeah. Oops. Oops. So there's what Jan Huger's take is. Well done. Well said, baby. John McCain, man. The fact that uh, these polls, he ought to have like about 2% in all these polls against anybody. Yeah, but. But. That's America for us. Sign America, man. Just like him out there. Zion America, a lot of crazy people. Well, the good book says, the Bible says, ba 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 beep, 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 right. Armageddon's coming, the end of When I was a little kid, those Jehovah's Witnesses used to come knocking on the door with a watchtower and a little booklet they were peddling. Uh-huh. The yeah. end of the world is coming, you know, and I'm a little kid, you know, like, leave me alone. I'm home right. alone, I'm here with the dog, I'm watching TV, leave me alone. End of the world is coming, yeah, okay, great. And then, very quickly, I learned that when I saw them coming up the steps with their little booklet, I would just not answer the door. Or I'd open it and slam it in their face. Not interested. Slam, you know. Like that. Bam. Like all that slamming and bamming in that great movie, Vacancy, I told you about. Did you see it yet? No. Not yet. I'm anxious for you to see it. In fact, maybe I'll order it and send it to you like that other one. Okay. Okay, well. Don't. don't, uh, Chris Chris said you saw it, right? Did you see it? No, I have not seen it yet. I thought you said you'd seen it. No, no, I just knew that, uh, what's your name was in it? I haven't seen it. Kate Beckinsale? Yes. And who's the guy? Luke Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. He's all right. I wonder if he's kin to Brian Wilson, you know what? Do you like it? Do you like it? Or no, the Wilson's kin. They're all dead except him, aren't they? Dennis. Dennis is dead. Carl is dead. Yeah. Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace, dead. He's dead. What about Jay North? Gay. Yeah, I used to hear stories about Jane Orr. I think a lot of those stories were made up. I think it was wishful thinking by some of the queens down there. Makes sense. I used to hear about, uh, who was that uh, punk singer? Uh, oh, my God, what was his name? It'll come to me during the break. Johnny Rotten. Yeah, Johnny Rotten. <laughs> you said that punk singer, you know, Sid Vicious. Oh, not that kind of punk, okay. Luke, uh, I don't know. Luke Halpin. He was no singer. Hey, Luke. I used to watch it a lot, and you know what? Watching Luke was no fluke. Oh, there she is. When the U.S. is a- There's the shrew. <laughs> I've seen an awful lot about what's happening to them. I'm surprised we haven't seen Candy Cowley there, as big as the state of Texas. Humongous turnout, baby. Humongous turnout. Security advisor, who would be responsible National for Security Advisor would answer the phone at 3 in the morning. Not Swillery. She would be answering the phone, okay? Unless it was a spy report that Bubba's on to Monica Lewinsky again, you know? That somebody's on her hands and knees trying to please. And doing the little sister squeeze. That's why I said bass player, huh? Yeah. I, I got news for her. Ever there was a day when I deserve a little uh, something? Whatever. You notice I didn't correct you. Because you heard me go through. I did. I heard you crawling around off in the distance. I still can't believe I did it. And the first half hour, I was in the other, running back and forth in the other room on the regular phone. I said, could you do me a really big favor and call me back on my cell phone? Yeah. I didn't realize he was in India, but then again, he's got a, you know 800 number anyway, I'm sure. And there's another thing. Next time that you're uh, walking around some sort of electronics department, get yourself a little headset for that BlackBerry for those occasions. Why? So that you can just stick the phone in your pocket and you have your both hands for crawling around. It's way easier. Oh, I see. Trust me. Four minutes till noon, and guess who's still asleep? Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader.
This is Pope John Paul Lind. And if you ask me, the only thing more fun than playing grab ass with a Swiss guard is the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Oh. This is Lunar to Spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson, and today we're going to spell the word European. Spell it with me now. European. E-U-R-O-P-E-A-N. That's a big one. Now, let's use it in a sentence. So I said to the guy, I says, hey, get away from my car, European on my tire. This is learning to spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson. Well, at least you like European on your leg. Anyway, it's 1201 and 560 WQM. The jerk show at baby. The Heat, did they lose again? I don't think they played again. No, they didn't play. Since they blew that 23-point lead and lost to, who was it, Sacramento they lost to? Correct. Wow. Shameful, disgraceful. Oh, there's Austin, Texas, a bunch of yahoos holding up signs. Swillery, swillery, there's Suzanne Malveaux. Rhode Island, as well as Vermont, already people beginning to cast their... Now, what do you think about her? I think she's pretty uh, attractive. I don't want to say hot, but, you know, attractive. Are there kids A lot of uh, pancake makeup, heavy, heavy makeup. Her, this chick here? Voters. Yeah, she's hot. Well, not older than you think she is. She's adequate. Yeah, she's all right. Um, we can do her. Sure. Okay, which... Okay, can I get to this poll now? We got a gold triangle we got to add. Okay. And also Western Auto, according to Sean, who sent us a good poll, by the way. I like this poll. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Why didn't you read it? It is good. No, I did. In fact, the whole fax here is excellent. Gold Triangle and Western Auto. Which out-of-business store do you miss the most? Good poll today, by the way, Brandon. Thank God for you, man. Otherwise, we'd be sitting here holding our kneecaps. 228 vote. Burdines, 59. Woolworths, 28. Jordan Marsh, 19. Service Merchandise, 17. Zayers, 13. Jay Byron's, 13. Eckerd's, 11. Extra 10. Monkey Ward's 8. Lionel Play, uh, Playground. Or was it Playworld? Playworld. A Playworld is 6. A Farmore is 6. Grand Union 6. Incredible Universe 5. It was really... Incredible. Pantry Pride 5. Mervyn's 4. McCrory's 4. Jefferson's 3. Builder's Square 2. Luria's 2. And none yet for Western Auto, Gold Triangle, or Modern Age, which uh, some of just went on there. So Sean says McCrory's was sort of like the 5 and dime... Uh, like the Woolworths and Kresge's. McCrory's. I remember it was like a schlock store. I'm not that old, says Sean, but I sort of miss Western Auto stores and the old S&H Green Stamp stores. If you were a kid, you could go on four books worth of stamps from your mom and get a BB gun. I don't remember ever getting I'm, I'm sure we did, but I'm trying to think of what I ever got with the uh, S&H Green Stamps. Ma used to have books full of them, man. Ma. Uh, yeah. And now she's dead. Also, some were a little incredulous last week about the number of 12 and under responses to your oral sex poll. Check out a documentary on Showtime called Middle School Confessions. And then he goes on to say, remember the stuff we were trying to do when we were 12 and 13 in the years before God invented AIDS? No, I don't, because I wasn't trying to do anything, unfortunately. I wish I would have been, but hmm. I wasn't. What? Nothing. Well, just the way it is when you're, uh, yeah, you know. Well, I wouldn't have. Terrified. I'll take your word for it. These kids do it, and often, apparently much like evolution, the existence of STDs is still only a theory in middle America. Well, that's unfortunate. But anyway, here's a good poll that Sean sends. Uh, whose looks have most dramatically declined? Mm-hmm. Kathleen Turner. Oh, yeah. Kelly McGillis. Brad Pitt, whose face looks like a roadmap of the moon. Michael Douglas. President Clinton. Bubba. He's looking bad. Especially when he gets all red in the puss, you know. Kirstie Alley. Civil Shepherd or Britney Spears. Now, Kirstie Alley, did she ever have those moments when she really looked good? Because I can't recall. Yeah, I mean, she's not for you, but she looked... She what had do you a mean different... she's not for me? Well, what does that mean? She was, she's a woman. But she had a, a peculiar kind of good looks, but it didn't last long. She's not for me? Right. 
So in other words, that's the basis that I would like. Uh... Hello, Jenny. I just well, that notwithstanding, I don't think that there's a time whenever you would have thought that she looked good, but she, oh, okay. she had a look about her that was attractive. Oh, here's John McCann in front of all these little kids somewhere. Including by, by the way, a health care system that's not taken over by the federal government, but the families... And they're all looking like, who is this doddering old fool? You know, that would be like me going out and doing appearances anymore. Who's this doddering old uh, turd? Like that. The euro surged to a new high against the dollar yesterday, while golden oil also struck records on a turbulent day for global financial markets. Well, you know something? Let's take a look and see what's going on today. We don't want yesterday's news. We don't want no news from yesterday, right? We want to get right on top of it now for the S&P guy. Oh, the S&P is up, Neil. Yeah, up your ass. S&P down 17, Dow down 165, and the Nasdaq's down something. I couldn't see it. They moved it too fast. Gold, 967. Look at that. If you had a whole bunch of gold, man, it's worth a lot of money now. Nasdaq's down 27. Where's the oil thing? Where's the oil? Oh, it's down, baby. It's down to $100.10 a barrel. What a bargain. Let's go out and buy a whole roll out the barrel. Remember that song? Sure. Roll it out. Was it up on Mormon? The euro rose, she's still dead. The euro rose to 152.74 in the middle afternoon trading as fresh evidence emerges of a softening U.S. economy. It's getting really, really soft. The plunging dollar was a driving force behind rises in dollar price commodities such as gold and crude oil. Crude at 103.95 a barrel at one point, and gold rose to 989.5 bucks an ounce. Dollar price goods rise when the dollar falls because a weaker U.S. currency makes them cheaper for buyers using other stronger currencies. Thank you again, Mr. President, for that worthless uh, American dollar. Mr. Whipple would be embarrassed. He wouldn't even wipe your ass with it, Mr. President. And thanks again for those low gas prices that this uh, spring and summer are going to be rising up to four bucks a gallon. Well, look at it this way. If you've only got like a 16 and a half gallon tank, 20, 26, that's only 66 bucks to fill up. 66 bucks to fill up your tank. You know how much it used to cost to fill up your tank back in the old day, back in the day? I don't know, eight bucks? Or less. I remember once upon a time you could fill up your tank when I had my Camaro, my first one. You could fill up the tank in Detroit for three bucks and change. Three bucks. You can't get a gallon of gas anymore for three bucks. How do you like that? So thank you again, Mr. President. You butcher, you bastard, you lunatic, you maniac. You idiot. But then again, it's the American way, man. Like I said, they like crazy people. That's why That's why the two Republicans left are Mike Huckleberry and John Insane McCain. What does that tell you about the state of the Republican Party? They suck. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna bite the big one. I hope. You never know. Don't put too much faith in the American electorate. Okay, we'll see. I, I don't. We'll see what's going to happen today and tonight. And there's Huckleberry. Ba, 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 ba. The deliberative body, and your primary area of focus has been one of being a member of a large body of people, discussing things, and having the luxury of picking out two or three issues that you get to specialize in. That is a very different platform than when you have actually run a government and you've had to be responsible for all of those agencies, not one or two. You've never had the luxury of specializing in a couple of things. But, for example... As a well, the Bible says, man, the Bible says... Let's play that bit over and over again until noon. What do you say? All right. Until noon tomorrow, I mean. Oh, okay. I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama. We can just play that over now. I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama. Unless. Unless. Unless he got the opportunity to do it. Man, what a racist, bigoted, hateful. Uh, of course, that's Fox, man. That's that whole right wing thing. And now Limbaugh is telling everybody, oh, vote for Hillary. 
Vote for Hillary. You want to know why? That's who they want. He wants the Republicans to cross over and vote for Slurry. So they might actually have a chance. Even though he's poo-pooing McCain, and he's not, much, you know, he's not enough of a Nazi to satisfy Rush. But nevertheless, vote for Slurry. Because they could beat her with their eyes closed and their uh, hands tied behind her back. Am I right? You better yep. believe it. I like this poll today. Our goal on this poll is what, 400? Yeah, about that. Maybe 350. What? Maybe about 350. 350? We got almost two hours of this crap to go, and you're telling me 350? What's wrong with you? Have you lost your fiducci? Is that it? Huh? I don't think you ever had any fiducci. What is that? Coochie, coochie. What happened to your fiducci? Faith. Where is your faith? Ask George Michael. She knows about faith. A protester has been charged with disorderly conduct after yelling at former President Bill Clinton during a campaign stop. How do you like that? You can't even yell in this country anymore. The Corpus Christi caller time says that the man was holding a sign saying the 9-11 attacks were an inside job as Clinton spoke. The man yelled at Clinton later as the former president shook hands with the crowd. Police were approaching the man when somebody in the crowd grabbed his sign and tore it in half. The paper says the unidentified man screamed at officers to protect his First Amendment rights. Police handcuffed the man and took him to a patrol car and said he'd be charged with disorderly conduct. Campaigning for the former First Lady, Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, uh, he spoke Monday to fewer than a 1,000 people in a gym at the University of Texas Pan American in Edinburgh, touching on his wife's plans to reinvigorate the economy, provide health insurance, and make college affordable. Fewer than a 1,000 people. Obama goes, and they have, like, spillover crowds of 20,000 people, and she goes, or Bubba goes, and there's, like, uh, you know, plenty of sitting room. Not standing room only, sitting room, lots of it. In his 17-minute speech, Clinton didn't mention Barack Obama. Obama spoke to more than 5,000 on the campus on the same campus two weeks ago. Last month, the former president had an angry response to another 9-11 protester. As Ross Story reported, 9-11 was not an inside job. It was an Osama bin Laden job, Clinton said at a campaign event in Denver. We look like idiots denying that the people who murdered our fellow citizens didn't when they are continuing to murder people all around the world, he added. So we heard from you anyway. You go away. Go away, oy vey. We heard from you. Go away, little girl. Here's Steve Lawrence and Edie Gorm. I wonder if uh, he's dead. Are they, are they both still alive, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet? I think they are. Wow. Oy. Jewish, by the way. Jewish. Okay. Milton Berle, Jewish. Sure. Ed Wynn, mm-hmm. Jewish. Sid Caesar, mm-hmm. Jewish. William Shatner? Canadian. Jewish. No, get out of here. William Shatner is Jewish? Trust me. Get out of here. William Shatner is Jewish? That's right. You can't just pick and choose, you know. Absolutely correct. Oh, my God. I knew he was Canadian, but until this moment, I never knew that. First show I saw him on, it was a show called Medic. It was a doctor's show, of course. Medic. Mm -hmm. He was the young MD. And Larry was saying, uh, judgment and whatever. Remember that bit where he's talking about the young MD because he's incoherent? What what kind of pills do you think he was on? I don't know. All of them? Poor Larry. And then who the hell was uh, he supposed to be dancing with Janet Jackson a few days ago? And they kept showing that clip, and he just kind of gave up. He was embarrassed because he was standing out there in his bag. His bag had left a stain, you know. And the uh, cue was sticking out of the corner of his pants. 256 vote. It just goes to show you, man, when a shyster like Larry can be sitting in that chair for the hour, for the hour tonight, for the hour. We got the Reverend uh, Hagee tonight. We're going to kiss his ass. We got Heinrich Himmler tonight for the hour. 
Like I've told you before, it's a crazy, crazy world with lots of crazy people, so do a lot of drugs. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Hey, everybody. We don't play that one, at least I don't often enough. But you'll play when I'm on vacation next week, and even starting at uh, noon on Friday. Yeah. Did you get that all straight now why I'm leaving at noon on Friday? Because you want to. And I'm going on vacation, and I want to. Right. I'm going to. Jesus. God Almighty. Tell him I got jury duty for two hours. All right. Here's an uh, uh, email from Juice on MySpace. He said, I got a couple of stories. Big Daddy Liquors. Is that gone? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I think they're still around. Tom McCann's Shoe Store and Gabe's Burgers, which, first of all, nobody ever heard of Gabe's Burgers. Number two, it's a restaurant, which we're not doing restaurants. Juice. By the way, please tell me what happened to former Herald Sports columnist Bob Rubin. I used to love the show he was on, Sundays with Joe Zagacki and Jim Mandich. I think the show was called Sunday Night Sports Rap. Wow, what a show. Seeing Joe Zagacki on TV is better than sex, he says. Oh, my God. Joe Zagacki sucks, okay? He's horrible. And now they don't have his buddy to hump around anymore to cover up for him. Oh, brother. Anyway, Bob Rubin, I think what happened is they found out at the Herald that he was Jewish and they canned his ass. Remember that? Yep. Kind of like what happens at QAM. They find out you're Jewish. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Because if you're Jewish, you want to be taking extra time off, you know. A man was arrested after making a threat on the president's life last week during a phone conversation with a former girlfriend who called 911 authorities, said, in L.A., a bail hearing was scheduled for Charles Madrid, a 50-year-old radio technician who allegedly threatened President Bush's life. A radio technician. An engineer, I guess, huh? Okay. You know about those engineers? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. Committing this murder is not a murder. It's making a difference for the people, court papers say. The former girlfriend, Wanda Ohiki Way, quoted Madrid as saying, I'm going to kill who needs to be killed, he said. 
According to an affidavit, LAPD officers arrived at his home Tuesday. One asked Madrid, do you want to kill the president? Yes, Madrid said. He was charged with knowingly and willfully threatening to take the life of the president. Madrid lives with his mother, Ra Rachel Madrid Hall. He's 50 years old. He lives with his mother. She conceded Madrid has a temper, but said he's not a maniac. I think he was speaking out of frustration. She said he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis two years ago. His job at a radio station was cut back to part-time. And his bicycle is only means of transportation. Recently was stolen right off the front porch. Well, Jesus, he's got some yeah. issues, man. Radio station engineer cut from full-time back to part-time. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, what's his name? Who was the one in the promotions? Oh, Roly. Roly. Roly Poly. And what was that flea crap you were giving me this morning? What was that all about? Flea? Are you talking to me? Yeah. I don't believe I mentioned him this morning. Oh, yes, you did. You said, when I asked you who, uh, who wanted to know why I'm leaving at noon on Friday, and you first said flea. It was a joke. No. Somebody said flea. Maybe Chris said flea. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. No. Yes, you did. Somebody said it. Play back the tape. Okay. But, uh, I, uh, yeah. Let me play. Uh, let me see what I got on this cassette. Okay. All right. Might be something good. Maybe it's more that Godfather. All right. Thing. One moment, please. You hear anything? No. no. Oh. It's a Jan and Dean thing. Wow. How sad. I'm, I'm sorry that I played that. It makes me very sad. Don't you get sad? He's dead, though. No, not really. No, you didn't like Jan and Dean? I liked them fine, but, you know. I mean, they couldn't sing, but... Nothing you know. lasts forever. That's right. Now, that's what my mother said just before she croaked. Nothing lasts forever. Those were some of her last words to me. And now, she's dead. More than 900,000 people are currently listed as suspected terrorists on U.S. government's do-not-fly list. And that number will grow to be on a million by the summer, says the ACLU. If there were a million terrorists in this country, our cities would be in ruins, Barry Steinhardt, director of the ACLU's Technology and Liberty Program, said in a press release from the group. The absurd bloating of the terrorist watch list is yet another example of how incompetence by our security apparatus threatens our rights without offering any real security. The ACLU has launched a new website to track the growth of the watch list, which it says includes thousands of innocent Americans, including prominent politicians and authors, as well as people with common names, like Ahmed de Schwartz. The group says its count is extrapolated from a September 2007 report by the Inspector General of the Department of Justice, which reported that the Terrorist Screening Center had over 700,000 names in its database as of April of last year, and that the list was growing by an average of over 20,000 records a month. As of the middle of last week, the ACLU said there were about 917,500 names on the list. Having such an unwieldy list does little to protect against terrorism, the ACLU says, and it violates the constitutional rights of innocent people on the list who are hassled by airport security. Homeland Security's handling of the watch list is typical of this administration's blundering approach to the war on terror, said ACLU Senior Legislative Counsel Tim Sparapani. Create sprawling new systems for sifting through the population, throw an indiscriminately broad range of names into the mix, fairly or not, and treat the rights of innocent people as an afterthought. Rights? What the hell are those? Like free speech, what the hell is that? Well, you know, on this show, we can't say and we can't say that. That's right. No free speech, no more. Well, there's Suzanne Nelvo in Texas again. ...as we bring you live and tape uh, from these candidates. Now, Senator Barack Obama certainly uh, campaigning last minute throughout uh, Texas, putting the pressure on Senator Hillary Clinton. Today he is in Houston where he is talking with voters, but uh, last night he was in San Antonio. That is where he was rallying support and also answering some questions. Let's take a listen. Let's. We've won... Uh... 
two-thirds of the states that, approximately, that, uh, uh, where there have been contests so far. I, I, would, I would think at this point the question is no longer is it a big enough state or is it a state with too many black people or is it a state that uh, is in the Midwest or is it a caucus state? Or a state with too many old people. We've won states. And we've won delegates. Uh, now, Senator Clinton is running a tenacious campaign. She's, she is a hard-working candidate. She brings to bear enormous resources. Uh, uh, President Clinton has been working hard on her behalf. Uh, and so, you know, we know that this has been an extraordinary election. You know which part he left out about Swillery, don't you? You bitch, you slut, you whore. Yeah, he left that out. He's being Gentile and genteel. Yeah. His name. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Picked a bad day to quit sniffing goo. He drew the rush drug limbo. Bouncing off the walls in a rehab room. He drew the rush drug limbo. He drew the rush drug limbo. He drew the rush drug limbo. On loan from God and hateful and rotten. He drew the rush drug limbo. Snorting and popping illegal like he got it. He drew the rush drug limbo. Limbo. He drew the rush drug limbo. Limbo. He drew the rush drug limbo. Little girls and candies. I had an epiphany, my friends. An epiphany. It's done. Under the rug is where the story's going. He do the rush drug limbo. Damage control so they can pigeonhole him. He do the rush drug limbo. Limbo. He do the rush drug limbo. Limbo. Twelve thirty-one at QM, and speaking of uh, fat pill pop and rush, as Swillery battles to keep her presidential bid alive, she may be getting help from an unlikely source: conservative radio host Rush Pill Pop and Fat Hypocrite Limbaugh. Limbaugh has been actively urging his Texas listeners to cross over and vote for Clinton in the state's open primary today, arguing that it helps the Republicans if the Democratic race remains unsettled for weeks to come. I want Hillary to stay in this. This is too good a soap opera, Limbo told fellow conservative talk show host Laura Ingraham on Fox News Friday. He reiterated the comments on his Monday show and replayed the exchange with Ingram. He also said, I wonder if she's kin to Dave Ingraham at Pompano Park. They get a search party out there, Dave. Here's the finish line over here. He also said Clinton is more willing than the Republican National Committee and John McCain's campaign to criticize Barack Obama. We need Barack Obama bloodied up politically. It's obvious that the Republicans aren't going to do it. They don't have the stomach for it, Limbaugh continued. As you probably know, we're getting all kinds of memos from the RNC saying we're not going to be critical. Mark Murdoch of McCain's campaign said he'll quit if they get critical over Obama. This is the presidency of the U.S. we're talking about. I want our party to win. I want the Democrats to lose, he said. Fat, hypocrite, pill pop and rush. 
In January, liberal Daily Cost blogger Marcos Molitsis urged readers in Michigan to vote for Mitt Romney in the GOP primary for similar reasons. Romney went on to win Michigan. The voice of polling showed Democrats who voted in that primary favored John McCain. Insane. On his Monday show, several listeners appeared dismayed that Limbaugh was urging them to support the New York senator. Wouldn't you love to cream Hillary, though? Why are you so afraid of her? Look at how ineptly she's campaigned against Obama. Limbaugh responded to one listener who said she wanted to see Clinton out of the race immediately. I'm asking people to cross over, and if they can stomach it, and I know it's a difficult thing to do, vote for Swillery, he told Ingram Friday, but it'll sustain the soap opera. It's something I think we all need, and it'll be fun, too. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Pill Pop and Rush. Yeah. Nazi bastard, yeah. And Laura Ingram, another self-hating... You fairy! Bulldike. Interesting cast of uh, lunatics, you know, Bill O'Reilly and Miss Fudge. Miss Drudge yeah. outed Prince Harry being in Afghanistan. They had to rush him home from the front lines because Miss uh, Drudge put his uh, life in jeopardy by yeah. noting uh, the fact that he was there on, on his website. Probably pissed off because Harry turned him down. Isn't that what it is, Matt? You fairy! Come on, you idiot. You screamer. You silly person. Restaurant. It's all because some hacker stole my identity. Now I'm in here every evening serving chowder and iced tea. Should have gone too free. Oh, I ate it at uh, Red Lobster yesterday. It sucked. Oh, finally. The, the soup was great. The chowder is always the best. Very good. Not the best, but it's excellent. Clam chowder. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't know. You got It's one of those places where you have to order just certain things, and they're really good. And if you order the wrong thing, like, Ooh, oh, luscious. <laughs> Some things are to die for, other things are to die from. Ooh. But nevertheless, nothing's perfect. I'm sure we'll be going back. Someday. Someday in a moment in a moment of weakness. Which out of business store do you miss the most? Burdines. No, nobody even close. Burdines seventy three. I guess they forgot how overpriced it was, huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't forget. Me neither. Burdine 73, then way down to Woolworths 32. Boy, talk about a contrast from an overpriced uh, glitzy store to Woolworths to a five and dime, man. Service merchandise 27. I don't, uh, I remember the name, but I remember what it was. What was it? What, service merchandise? Yeah. It was like Loria's, but better. They had, they had really good prices so. on electronics. I mean, it was very similar. You'd find the same kinds of things in their furniture, jewel, jewelry, electronics, things like that. They had, really, they had really good prices and a good selection, like uh, stuff you'd actually want. Hmm. And then in the days before Amazon and stuff, it was the place to go for, uh, for things like that. Jordan March 24, I love that store. That was a damn good store. Good merchandise, much better prices, and I had the credit card, too. Also had bird eyes. I had Neiman Marcus. I never, I never walked into that store. Did you? Like in the Bell Harbor shops? No. Did you ever go no. to Neiman? Well, that's a little, little pricey for you, I guess. Indeed, it is. Now maybe now I might use that card, you know. But back in the day when I had that, that was just part of my collecting credit cards. I told you. Uh huh. Remember those days? Sure. I had them all, man. I had Zers. I had Jefferson's Monkey Ward, which was the same. I had the Jay Byron's. Eckerd's fifteen. Lionel Play World fourteen. Extra twelve. Incredible Universe 8, Monkey Ward 8, Grand Union 8, Farmore 6, Pantry Pride 5, Jefferson's 5, Mervyn's 4, McCrory's 4, Western Auto 3, Builder's Square 3, Luria's 3, Gold Triangle 2, and Modern Age 1 out of 307. We'll get that, uh, what are we looking for, 400? We'll get it. Chris said, oh, maybe about 350. I don't know. This pull, this pull is good. That's okay. I mean, it's, it's not as good as, you know, what's your favorite sandwich filling? 
But then what is? What the hell could be? What, it's like saying, what's your favorite filling at the dentist? What, which tooth has got your favorite filling? Molar number three. I'll tell you one thing. How about chocolate eclair? Mm. Mm, that's got my favorite. That does sound good. The filling. Mm. Oh, speaking of that, i got quite a story here. Where the hell is it in my pile? Oh, don't tell me I lost it. I hate when that happens. Oh, no. I lost it. Oh, here it is right here. Shlomo Weingrad's broad shoulders are wrapped in a prayer shawl, and at six foot five, he towers over the other Orthodox Jewish congregants at the Cross Springs Chabad. He hoists the heavy Torah scroll over his head with ease. Those same long, mighty arms spent seven years shoving aside NFL defensive linemen to clear space for Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith. Shlomo Weingrad. As an offensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers Dallas Cowboys, 86-93, Alan Weingrad, 44, a Miami Sunset High grad, wore giant shoulder pads under his jersey. Now his undergarments are tzitzes, knotted fringes that serve as a reminder of his commitment to Judaism. He's wearing his tzitzes, baby. Back then, before he wore a yarmulke on his head, before he grew a long, thick beard, before he kept kosher, he studied playbooks instead of scriptures. His inspiration was Jimmy's Johnson. His most prized possession was his Super Bowl ring. That Super Bowl was in 1993. It would be his last. Newly married and his body aching from Johnson's bloodbath practices, Weingrad retired. But like many professional a- uh, athletes who become reliant on built-in structure and motivation from coaches, Weingrad felt lost when the cheering stopped. An Orthodox cousin invited him for a Shabbos dinner and thus began his metamorphosis. After spending most of his life in a violent, macho world where men bragged about material possessions and sexual escapades, Weingrad was intrigued by the simpler, gentler Orthodox way of life, by the Stone Age Orthodox way of life. He went to Israel and came back wearing a yarmulke and calling himself by his Hebrew name, a man transformed, Shlomo. Oi! I'm one of those guys who was always star for inspiration, and ever since I had every Vince Lombardi book, Zig Ziglar tapes, and I realized the Torah was not a boring history book, but a very inspirational guide to life, Weingrad said. It's a battery pack. The more I learned, the deeper I wanted to go. I wanted real Judaism, authentic, not watered down. I don't want anything watered down. Like, like matzo ball soup, you don't want it tasting like dishwater. Like wonton soup, you don't want it to be wanton. Local Hasidic rabbis say his bigger-than-life appearance and his engaging personality make it an inspiration. He's been able to channel that dedication and commitment he had for football to Judaism while living in a very secular environment, said Rabbi Schnur Kaplan of Fort Lauderdale downtown Chabad. People are drawn to him because he played in the NFL, won a Super Bowl. He's a guy people can relate to and has a powerful message, not just for Jews, but for all people, that it's possible to live in this world and find time for faith and family. People see me, a rabbi, and think I don't understand them. A football player is a real guy, and that captivates people. Said older brother Steve Weingrad, a day police officer, I was shocked at first, thought it was like a cult, but now I see he's found happiness and tranquility, and I'm proud of him. He went from Super Bowl to Super Jew. His new life isn't really for me, but in December I did my, my, by myself a little mezuzah that I wore in a chain around my neck under my uniform. He opened my mind. What could be bad about a little mezuzah around your neck, huh? Won't you wear my thing around your neck? <laughs> The old Weingrad's perfect Santa, uh, son. I better do the break and then I want to finish this because it is just so... Uh, is it fascinating or is it depressing? It's riveting. It's uh, depressing. The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. QAM. The sports leader. They're back. Your favorite Jewish rock and roll nostalgia band. It's Rasha Shanana with their greatest hits album, Sakhop at the Synagogue. My rabbi's back in front of Christmas, baby. Friday, Friday, my 
guest Rosh Hashanah and I has reformed to bring you 12 kosher cuts of Hoppin Hebrew hygiene. That joy isn't good for Jews. This album should be in every Orthodox rocker's collection. Rolling Stone gives it five stars of David. Who wrote the book of Job? Sock Hop at the Synagogue, new from Rosh Hashanah, available at all record stores. We'll talk price when you get here. Don't pass over this album. The Hebrew. 12.45 at QAM. So anyway, this story just uh, astonishes me. The, NXF, uh, the ex-NFL player who has exchanged his uh, uniform for Sitz's in the Yarmulke. How do you think maybe the Orthodox go to a Sitz's bar? Oh, that was bad. Anyway, his brother says that Aid Cop says he went from Super Bowl to Super Jew. His new life isn't really for me, but in December I did buy myself a little mezuzah that I wore on a chain around my neck under my uniform. He opened my mind. The old Vine grad's perfect Saturday was spent with beer and buddies watching college football. Now he walks to synagogue for Sabbath services with his family. Vine grad fully observes the day of rest, which means no driving, no cell phone, TV, cooking, and no flipping light switches. He spends the day praying, studying, and bonding with his three kids. No flipping light switches. What do they do? Sit in the dark all day? Oh. What? Well, how else do you turn the lights on? Okay, it gets dark like at night, it's sundown. Yeah. What do you do then? The clapper. Oh, the clapper. I forgot about that. Ooh. Just nearly, damn near knocked the mic off. Feingrad was born Jewish and had a bar mitzvah at age 13 at Temple Zion in Kendall. Like many secular Jews, his family lit Sabbath candles on occasion, went to high holy day services twice a year, but that was about it. The bar mitzvah should be an entry to Judaism, and for me it was an exit, he said. That's what it was for me, except for the deli, okay? I'm a culinary Jew. I like my deli, man. Oh, my God. I love my kishki. Mm. Though he wasn't religious, he felt excluded at times. One of the few Jewish players at Sunset High, Weingrad would bow his head in silence when Fellowship of Christian Athlete representatives led the team in Lord's Prayer before practice and games. Oh, I sure hated that about high school, man. Every assembly, in Jesus' name, you know, all that crap. That's intolerant goyim is what that's all about, okay? Intolerant goyim. Go say your prayers out in the backyard somewhere, okay? Everybody. All you getchkies. It never bothered me because it was something you were used to hearing if you were a football player. He said, later in his college days at East Texas State, most of my teammates were from the Bible Belt and never met a Jewish person. Weingrad said he never experienced anti-Semitism on the football field. His teammates at college, now known as Texas A&M at Commerce, invited him to fish and ride horses on their ranches. A few years ago, he was inducted into the school's sports hall of fame, and they rescheduled the ceremony to accommodate his Sabbath observance. During his trial for the college team, Weingrad admits he pulled a fast one on the coaches in the 40-yard dash. When the coach with a stopwatch turned his back to walk toward the finish line, Weingrad took a gigantic step forward. Ready, set, go, the coach yelled. Weingrad just made the required time of 4.9 seconds and got a scholarship. He and coach Ernest Hawkins would laugh later about his 39-yard dash. He was a tall, skinny kid, pretty good speed and strength, Hawkins recalls. He had good intelligence and was a real hard worker. Weingrad considered the NFL an unrealistic goal, but an assistant coach said NFL scouts would like his long arms and height. He kept working out and bulking up, and got what looked like a break. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed him as a free agent in 85. He was cut 10 days later. Another trial with Houston Oilers ended the same way. Weingrad bided his time as a student coach at East Texas State, finishing his degree. Then the Packers called him. This trial led to five years in Green Bay, during which he started ahead of Tony Mandarich, a hotshot young lineman. He signed as a free agent with the Cowboys in 1991 for $1.4 million. 
Always one of the first to arrive at synagogue, Von Gregg credits coach Jimmy Johnson for his punctuality. If the meeting started at 7 o'clock, you were expected to be there at 6.50, Von Grant said. Jimmy said if you got there right at 7, you couldn't switch from cutting up the hallway with your friends to being in the mind frame for a meeting. I bring that lesson to the religious world, he said. If showing up for meetings with Jimmy Johnson 10 minutes ahead of time was important, how much more important is showing up to Shul to meet with the king of all kings, God Almighty, he wants to know. Oy, Vesmer. Johnson hasn't seen the new Von Grant, slim 60 pounds to 225 from his playing days, but he isn't surprised the former Cowboys taking his new calling seriously. Allen was a very intelligent player who gave an outstanding effort. He became valuable because he was very versatile and could play any position on the line, Jimmy said. Had he not been intelligent and not tried hard, he wouldn't have made it in the NFL. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's no dummies in the NFL. <laughs> he insists he doesn't miss being a pro and rarely even watches football anymore. As for a Super Bowl ring, he wears it only for speaking engagements and important business meetings. I love the games, the challenge, the competition. I was a very intense player. I loved Sundays. There's nothing like it. Can't replace that feeling of coming out of the tunnel in Green Bay. Beautiful blue sky, 50 degrees, the smell of beer and brats in the air. The smell of beer and brats and beer and brats. Brats, brats? Yeah, I wish. I love brats. Mm-hmm. I get a charge from different things now, he said. Vinegrad was divorced from the mother of his three kids a few years ago, and we married Chaya, who was also Orthodox last month. It's a real Machaya. He worked Hiya. in Silver Hill. He works for Silver Hill Financial, a commercial mortgage lending company, during the week. On the side, he travels the country giving speeches, mostly to Jewish groups. I'm pretty sure they're going to want to hear about that. No. When I speak at any time, you say and tell my story, and people come up later and say they're going to change their lives. That's not a game. That's real life, he says. Vingrad's father, Leo, was uneasy with the son's Orthodox life at first. When Shlomo invited him to Shabbos dinner and services, he politely declined, saying, That's for you, son. It's not for me, son. But he had started to come around by the time he died three years ago. He gave a $100 donation to his son's synagogue, and even more telling was something he said. My dad said, son, I'm really proud of you as a football player with the Packers and Cowboys helmet on your head, but I'm prouder of you with a yarmulke on your head, Von Grad said, stroking his flowing beard. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Well, what, what's there to say, huh? Nothing. Oi. When I got to the part about the tzitzes at that, that, that point. That's where I should have realized I was, I don't know. Oi! Playing in the wrong league. 337 votes. We're never going to make to 400 if these people don't get with it. And they don't want to know why, because I'm not reading the result of the poll. It's a good poll. Which out-of-business store do you miss the most? We're not talking about restaurants. We'll do that again. You know, we've done that, right? Right. And you hate these polls anyway, because you always say, oh, it's for all the old-timers, you know. Yeah, that's what I say. Isn't that what you say? Yep. Nobody under 100 members any of these stores? Well, no, it's when you do the whole show about restaurants that don't exist, then nobody under 100. Well, what, what does that mean? Do these stores exist? No. Well, you're so not doing the whole show on it. I'm not doing the whole show on it. No. And I'm doing the poll on it. Right. So can I do a poll on the restaurants, or is that going to be, are you going to get bent out of shape again about well, that? Well, I'll ask Joe Bell if he has your permission. I'm leaving Friday at 11.48. Why 11.48? Because I want to. You better cut the crap, mister. I'm telling you right now. Oh, please. Joe Bell's going to call you in there again. Oh, I know. Come see me after the show. Right away. It's all right. Come see, come see. 340 votes. I think we'll do the 400. What are you getting all nervous about, Chris? I'm sorry. It's bad for, it's bad for your rep. Which out-of-business store do you miss the most? Burdine's 81. Woolworth's 35. F.W. Woolworth, right? 
Sounds right. A dime store. You at them. A dime store, but what the hell could you buy for a dime? Why do they call it a dime? Because it was a schlock place. You know, it was a cheap uh, right. nickel and dime. Now they have the 99 cents. In fact, it used to be uh, uh, Kresge's Five and Dime. Right. Isn't that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Neisner's? Remember Neisner's? Did you have Neisner's in South Florida? Not that I can recall. Neisner's, Woolworth's, and Kresge's, man. We had all the same. Piggly Whitley. Woolworth's 35, Service Merchandise 31, Jordan Marsh 25, a great store, excellent store. Jay Byron's 18, Peaches 17, that one peach is now on, um, in Fort Lauderdale. Is, isn't that the Larry Flint place? Is it still there, the Hustler joint? As far as I know. Extra 14, did I say a Lionel? I, I, oh, Peaches 17, Eckerd 17, Zare 17, Lionel Playworld 16, 15. I don't want to leave anybody out. Scientific. Extra 14, Farmore 9, Incredible Universe 8, Monkey Ward 8, Grand Union 8. One thing about Grand Union, you couldn't go in there and oogle the bag boys because there weren't any. That's depressing. Okay. I'm, I'm looking for that Publix uh, bag boys. You think I know. about it? Oh, there it is. Happy 12th anniversary from the bag boys at Publix. Happy 12th anniversary, Neil. Yeah, I'm a bag boy. My name's Jason. With or without the mask. How do you like that? That's 12 years ago. That was 20 years ago. Wow. 20 years ago. Oh, my God. And I'm still here talking. Bah, 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 bah. And uh, Joe Bell wants to know why I'm leaving on uh, noon on, on Friday. Tell him I'm an old man. I think he knows that. Grand Union 8, Western Auto 6, Jefferson 6, Luria's 5, McCrory's 5, Pantry Pride 5, Mervyn's 4, Gold Triangle 3, Builder Square 3, and Modern Age 2. And what's the other uh, supermarket that I like that's open 24-7? Albertsons. Albertsons. That's the one. Are they still around? I'm sure they are. As far as I know. There's that one in Oakland. It's a pretty good store. I like Albertsons. Albertsons, at least, is clean. Mm -hmm. And a few of them are still in business. Pines University, I think, still. Well, there you go. What's not to like? Nothing. And then there's Publix, which you all love. They're far away. What? What do you mean by that? Well, they don't have an Albertsons close to me, but that's all right. I'm surrounded by Publixes. Oh, everybody loves Publix. It's a pleasure yeah. to shop at Publix. And That's then, right. of course, there's... Uh, well, the other one. Don't say it. Hello. Coach Don Schuler, and I sound like Bob Hope on acid. And I want to tell you, it's the 12 to 1 hour, or whatever it is. Once there was this cow who Went into a slaughterhouse, then they cut him up, and when they went to gut him, his poo got all over the fresh ground beef. They couldn't quite explain it, sometimes this just happens. Okay, 1 o'clock at 560 WKM. we got the Jerk Show at 2, Mad Dog at 4, and then after that, then the DA Show tonight, 9 to midnight, after you uh, 
take a little time off. Speaking of taking time off from radio, lack of ads sinks Caribbean radio station in Broward, says the Sun Sentinel. Lack of ads. Mm -hmm. Well, it's one thing we sure don't have on this station, the lack of ads. Listeners called into the 24-hour Caribbean radio station all day yesterday to find out if Mystic Radio, a source of news along with reggae, R&B, and... What does that say? S-O-C-A? Soka? I'll take your word for it. Was off the airwaves for good. Radio officials confirmed it. What does that mean? R&B and Soka? Never heard of it. Mystic Radio, whose broadcast at 1400 on the M-Bang, was limited to Broward County, aired its last show Friday night. General Mangler Linda Hudson said the station had difficulty getting steady advertisers because many wanted to reach into Palm Beach and Dade counties as well. This market is so large and so spread out, Hudson said, in order for us to be successful, we need to be on FM. Oh, us too. Please. But at a time when the number of people from the Caribbean is growing in South Florida, many say they don't understand why radio stations targeting that audience are shrinking. There are about... Is that Soka? No, it's, it's mystical since this was Mystic Radio. I don't know what Soka is. Well, let me look it up. All right. Let me Google it. Soka. You think they're doing Soka in Boca? Soka. Why not? A form of dance that originated in Trinidad. Huh. And Tobago. Tobago. Tobago? You say Tobago, I say Tobago. Anyway, there are about 220,000 West Indians in Broward County alone, according to the census data. Three AM radio stations target the English-speaking Caribbean audience. We were going in the wrong direction, said Attorney Marion Marlin Hill, chairman of the Jamaican Diaspora Advisory uh, Board for the Southern USA. A community can only mature if it has the right tools of communication. Mystic was known not only for its music, news, and commentary, but for inviting Caribbean officials to their studio to address their audience during patriotic holidays and for advertising goodwill events. Founded in 99, Mystic originally aired on 1580 AM and it developed a strong audience. Its owners, Urban Radio Florida, sold the station in 2005 to Niche Radio, a mommy company run by brothers Jean and Manny Cherubin. Niche Radio also owns the Caribbean radio station WAVS 1170 in Davie, which also has an audience that could stuff inside a thimble and have room for Jolly Joe's ass in it. As a result of the sale, Mystic temporarily went on a hiatus but returned to the air under new ownership at 1400 a.m. in June. This is one of the stations that uh, Steve Lappin's got going again, another sports station, WFTL again. It used to be WFTL back in the day, remember that? Mm -hmm. Sure. The light bulb. As a result of the sale, Mystic temporarily went on a hiatus but returned on 1400 in June. Some said the break hurt Mystic. Unlike Waves and Surf, AM 1580, which sold blocks of time directly to producers who found their own sponsors, Mystic had a more conventional setup. The station hired the hosts and sold the advertising for all programs, and they fell on their ass. Jean Jabouin, Jabouin the general manager of AM 1580 and former host of South Florida Speak Out on Mystic, said the broker system hassles overhead and is more cost-effective. Oh, has less. See, this is written so poorly. Can this actually be directly from the Sun Sentinel? The broker <laughs> says you has know it is. less overhead. What? That's how you know it is. Oh. Still, Jabouin said, it's sad to see Mr. Caller quits. They were the first station to signal a change in the demographics, Jabouin said. They brought to everyone's attention the possibility that Caribbean Americans and other minority groups here matter. Albert Lettman, president of the Greater Caribbean American Chamber of Commerce, often turned to Mystic for the latest news. He said he's not surprised to hear about the problems the station had attracting advertisers. There's fierce competition for the Caribbean dollar, especially from the Caribbean newspapers, Lettman said, but it's sad to see them go. We need different perspectives of the Caribbean community to have a voice, is what he said. And you know what we say? Yeah, man. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. Another one bites the dust. 1,400. They keep flip-flopping, flip-flopping, flip-flipping all over the place. All these 10-watt radio stations with no signal. I mean, why are they even on the air? Well, what's the point? Right. What's the point, Steve Lappa? Okay, you and your 87,000 different sports stations all with the same call letters. What, what a joke. What a disgrace to the subhuman race. And wasn't Jolly Joe telling us a couple of days ago about how we own some some of those like uh, brokered stations that nobody ever heard of before, like the one that Mister V goes on? Who does? He does? No, Beasley. Beasley owns a couple of those. Oh yeah. In fact, wasn't Defoe on one of those stations? I believe he was really? lying his way on the air. And now he's going to be on one of those Steve Lappa stations, which means his number is going to be a oh, point oh. nothing. Zippity doo dah, baby. That'll teach you to pick on Jeff Rimmer. Yeah. You looking for something? Rim Rimmer, baby. I absolutely want to puke. I should play that thing again, Defoe and Rimmer. I played it on Friday in that great anniversary show. But the audience hated that show. I have no problem with Defoe, but Defoe is somewhat intimidated. And it's like laws or people... Wait, 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 wait a minute. Intimidated by what, Jeff? What do you have that I'm intimidated by? Well, I don't know. You kind of turn red when I come in the studio. Why, why would I turn red when you come in here? Just because I'm looking at a guy that's uh, trying to warm his way onto this show. I'm not warming my way on. I don't want your well, what are you talking about? You know what? This goes back. Let's clear the air right now, Jeff Rimmer. Yeah, back at the Isle of Dreams, former radio station, when you came on the air on Neil Rogers' show and trashed virtually every everybody that worked at the station, I got the feeling that you were sending a message to Neil and trying to work your way around going through conventional systems that, about getting a job on the air that you were saying that I was sandbagging your chances of getting on the radio. Absolutely. And that's what I kept hearing from people Absolutely. that knew you personally, and instead of saying it to me, you're running around saying, oh, well, this DeForest is the reason I'm not getting a job. No, here. that's not true. That's not true. But anyway, I want to move no, on. No, no, hey, no, wait, wait, no, are you no, just no. going to move on? Move on. You're saying I'm jealous of what you're doing? No, and I'm not saying Well, what that is that, Jeff? You're coming on. Show and say that? No, I'm what I am saying though is this. I just feel sometimes you kind of get a little uncomfortable. I'm intimidated by you. Who wouldn't be uncomfortable with a guy that's trying to stab you in the back? Wow, those are the days, weren't they? Those were the days. Kind of like Joe there at the end of the show this morning, begging and pleading to keep his board op's job, whatever that was all about. I guess the board op was in there with Clarence. They were locked behind closed doors, doing each other or something. Well, what's that board op's name? Drew, Drew, Drewzy. Oh, not Drewzy. No, 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 oh, different Drew. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and nothing. And what happened? If they were behind closed doors, then his job is secure. Don't you know? <laughs> Don't you yeah. know? Yeah, God only knows what they were doing behind those closed doors. No one, Clarence, man. Now that he lost the beast, now that the beast has actually got a wife. Oh my God, the thought, the thought of that. There's something that just crossed past my mind. You know? Yeah. And the thought of it is so, it's just unthinkable. You know, they made a baby. Did they? Have, did she have the baby yet or what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She had the baby? Mm -hmm. And it's alive? Mm -hmm. The Beast Jr.? Mm -hmm. What is it? A boy, I think? No, I don't, I don't mean by that. I mean, is it like human? Mm-hmm. Why do you keep going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like uh, you, yeah. you swallowed the cat? Moving right along. Why is that? Yeah. Yeah, What? See, we've only done this a hundred times. If there's something oh, we I don't want to talk about on the air, maybe there's a good reason for it, and then you go, Oh, my God, why did you talk about it on the air? I didn't know that. There's something I don't know. Is that what she's saying? Okay, well, then let's move on. Like Defoe said, remember said, move on. And Defoe said, move on. Dot org. 
Okay, let's look at the poll here. 364 votes, we need just 36 more. We'll get to 400 easy. So what are you getting all worked up about, Chris? Now, Chris, do you know what he's talking about? Uh, not really. Good. Now, maybe before the show tomorrow, off the air, you'll tell me what this mm-hmm. is all about. Sure. Now, and then, see, if you if you would fill me in, if you would clue me in on what's going on around that place, then I wouldn't have these embarrassing moments when I come and blow something out of matter. here. And you it say, oh, don't talk matter. about that. Don't talk matter. about that. It doesn't matter. If you know about it, you talk about it anyway. No, I do not. Okay. That's a freaking lie. There was somebody else who was having some issues, assuming that there may be now. I didn't talk about that on the air. I stopped talking about that person. Okay. no longer with us. Didn't I? Yes. I don't recall. Oh, you need to go. You need to get make yourself right with the Lord, man. I'll tell you. Oh yeah, I am. You need to get right with the Lord. I am right. You'll sit so close to the water you can taste it. That's why you drove to the beach. And it's my pick for this week's Neal's Deal, Ocean's 234 in Deerfield Beach. Each Thursday, we bring you a fantastic restaurant, save you lots of money, and Ocean's 234 is more than fantastic, just inches from the sand. Ocean's 234 serves delights that will amaze your taste buds. Start with a delicious appetizer like the seared tuna, lobster fritters with Caribbean chutney, or shrimp and steak quesadilla. The entrees are superb, like the crab-encrusted Chilean sea bass, seared scallops, macadamia dolphin, or king crab legs, fresh, succulent, and delicious. You find ribs, chicken, New York strip on them, and your filet for the land lovers. Oceans has got live entertainment, a gorgeous wait staff, and the cocktails are just the way you like them. And every Thursday at noon, we have another great restaurant offer for you. And this Thursday at noon, you'll be able to buy $100 certificates for just 50 bucks for a great meal in the tropical ocean view atmosphere. Oceans 234 at the end of Hillsborough Boulevard in Deerfield Beach. Look for the water. You can't wait to order. Oceans 234. <laughs> The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 562 AM. Sports Leader. I'm a lollipop little boy. Rectum. Oh my God. A certain star. Doing something queer. The turtle didn't get in there by itself. You should have got the habit you on the shelf. Richard Gere and Rogan's meat. Please away from my picnic. When you love life to stop, there's no need to suffer. Just head down to the pet shop for another, another lover. Come on and do the Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Too long. 114 at 560 WQM. You'll make your 400 votes easy on this second poll of the day. And thanks to Brandon for uh, getting us off the hook for old time's sake. And sending in a poll that we can. And I like this one from uh, Sean. Me too. I have anybody else in mind for that? Whose looks have most dramatically declined besides ours? Britney Spears, Sybil Shepherd, Kirstie Alley, mm-hmm. Bubba, Michael Douglas, Brad Pitt, Kelly McGillis, and Kathleen Turner. I, I'm torn between Kathleen Turner and, and Britney. 
Of course, it written. depends on the time period we're talking about. You know? Sure. Sure, because we could put Barbara sure. Eden on there and I mean, well, come on, give her yeah, a break. Put for Scott 80, she looks on great. There too, I'm sure. Yeah, you'll put a lot of fades on there. I mean, uh, gay guys. Or John guys, Stockwell. Guys, John yeah. Stockwell would be good. I'd vote for him. Boy. Well, that's the way it goes, man. You know, you're, that, that's God for you. Mm -hmm. God screws you around. Well, it's just as well. Why is that? Because if you were, uh, you know, young and good looking forever. Well, what was know, that? Some of us would never have a chance. What the hell was that? What? Did you hear that sound? What sound? Whoop, whoop. Did you hear it, Chris? I heard it, but I have no idea what it is. Oh, my God. What the hell is going on here? Like sabotage. The Weather Channel has lost its way, according to John. Now, what were you saying? What would be the reason for that? Why would it be a good reason? Because everybody gets their turn, basically. Can you imagine if all these uh, hot, young-looking guys were always hot, young-looking, you know, good-looking guys? I guess you can. I, I don't. I don't follow. Everybody gets their chance, in other words, you know. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, young and good-looking for a while, and then, well, some of us, and then, uh, and then that's somebody else's turn. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like I said, mm -hmm. the Lord works in mysterious right. ways. Okay, 116 at QAM. The Weather Channel has lost its way, according to John Coleman, who founded the Channel 82. Coleman told an audience at the 2008 International Conference on Climate Change on March 3rd in New York that he's highly critical of global warming alarmism. Alarmism! Oh, my God! The Weather Channel had great promise, and that's all gone now because they've made every mistake in the book on what they've done and how they've done it, and it's very sad, Coleman said. It's now for sale, and there's a new owner of the Weather Channel will be announced. Several billion dollars have changed hands in the near future. Having changed... This doesn't make any sense. Several billion dollars having changed hands in the near future. Does that make sense to you? Nope. Let's hope the new owners can recapture the vision and stop reporting the traffic, telling us what to think, and start giving us useful weather information. The Weather Channel's been an outlet for global warming alarmism. In December 2006, the Weather Channel's Heidi Cullen argued on her blog that weathercasters who had doubts about human influence on global warming should be punished with decertification by the American Meteorological Society. Coleman also told the audience his strategy for exposing what he called the fraud of global warming. He advocated suing those who sell carbon credits, which would force global warming alarmists to give a more honest account of the policies they propose. I have a feeling this is the opening, Coleman said. If lawyers will take the case, sure, the people who sell, uh, sue the people who sell carbon credits. That includes Al Gore. That lawsuit would get so much publicity, so much media attention, and as the experts went to the media stand to testify, I feel like that could become the vehicle to finally put some light on the fraud of global warming. Earlier at the conference, Lord Christopher Monkton, a policy advisor to former Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, told an audience that the science will eventually prevail and the scare of global warming will go away. He also said the courts were a good avenue to show the science. Go away. Go away. Yeah, like uh, in that uh, FCC bit. Go away. Go away. I should play that. I should have played that on uh, Friday. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. That one. With that real off-key uh, sour music. Oh, my God. That sure brings back some memories. The INZ days, baby. Nothing wrong with those. Nothing wrong with those except the fact that Tim Williams used to pee in his pants all day when my show was on. Oh, brother. Oh, that Rogers is starting trouble again. Oh, my God, Mom. Yeah, he was the son-in-law. That's why he became the GM. That's always a good reason, right? Sure, works for me. Keep it in the family, baby. So how's Petey Lenny doing? So he actually came in there and spoke to me today. You'll have to excuse me. I'm a little bit incoherent. We can replay it. I mean, not the audio. I'm just, I can take you back through it. You were complaining about why no, the no, spot no, wasn't on yesterday. No, no, I don't want to do that. 
And, uh, right, and you didn't send me a fax just now. Ordinarily, when I say something on there that you get all upset about, oh, I, you send me a fax. I wrote it up, but you said you wanted to talk about it uh, during the morning. Yeah, but yeah, and, uh, all right. that's not fair. I want to know about it right all now. All right, I'm uh, writing you out a fax right now. Because who knows, I might blurt something out uh, between well, now and 2 sure, o'clock. Sure you have 41 minutes, although I am leaving at about 20 to 2. <laughs> well, I'm going to you know, show that Joe, Jolly Joe a thing or two, you know. Has to call you in there to give a song and a dance about why I'm leaving Friday at noon when I'm going on vacation. When Joe Joe Rose just took 422 days right. for jury duty. I did duty, say, I did say that. I probably said, didn't even exist. Joe, he's a slacker. If you paid him hourly, you wouldn't have this problem. Yeah, right. I'm sure that's what you did say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to spite you, I'm going to live to be 2,000. I mean, like that. Good. Mm-hmm. Just to spite and, your ass. And I hope you spend all your money long before that, too. No, I'm working on it. Do it. But I got a day off today. Double dog dare you. I have no pressure. In fact, I'm going to lunch by myself today, right at 2 o'clock, and I'm going to relax. And I'm going to enjoy whatever the hell I want, and I'm going to just relax. No stress, no fuss, no muss. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I need a day like that. Which out-of-business store you miss the most? I would have thought there'd have been a lot more than these. But, of course, we're excluding eateries of any kind. No eateries. Burdines, 88. Woolworths, 40. I wonder how did Woolworths close in Florida. Do you have any idea? I when don't. was the last time you've seen one of them around? A uh, long time. Woolworths, 40. Service Merchandise, 36. Jordan Marsh, 28. Peaches, 23. Peaches was good. That was a good uh, store. Remember all the great appearances we had mm-hmm. at Peaches? Sure, they were great. Remember Orlando came by and spilled something on his lap, and I tried to uh, lick it up, I mean, wipe it up for him? Jay Byron's, 19. Eckerd's, 18. Lionel Playworld, 17. Zare is 17, extra 15. Farmore, 11. Incredible Universe, 10. Jefferson's, 8. Monkey Ward, 8. Grand Union, 8. Western Auto, 7. Macquarie, 6. Gold Triangle, 5. Boy, just barely like a flicker. It just uh, flickers through my mind. I couldn't have been around too long. I remember the sign. You know, isn't that, isn't that what the first thing you remember about a lot of stores is the sign? Right, sure. You can envision the store, but you remember the signage. That's the first thing you see. Lurie is five, Pantry Pride five, Mervyn's four, Builder's Square three, and Modern Age two. So everybody got at least one. We got 383. So I think 400 is a given. Got it? Got it. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm so worn out from that uh, Indian guy. No, not oh, what you're thinking. That. Well, if I tuned in late, they wouldn't understand what that meant. <laughs> don't forget now, write out in longhand and fax me something. I'm doing it right now. There's something going on that I don't know about, I am. obviously. I am. I think I have a pretty good idea what it might be, but you never know. What does this say? <laughs> oh, boy. Voters from Bond Hill to Pleasant Ridge to Westchester ignored blustery winds and rain this morning to be among the first to cast primary ballots in Ohio. Judy Hawks was one of the first to arrive at a polling place in the city shortly after the polls opened at 6.30 this morning. She said she was buoyed by what she described as youthful energy feeding interest in this election. It's exciting, said Hawks, 59, just the diversity. That fact that my grandchildren and young people are starting to vote. Hawks said she cast a ballot for Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama. I think he's new, she said. I think he's fresh. We're stale. We've got the same old, same old going on. I think we need to change. We're stale. She couldn't have put it better. Like last year's Halava, man. I can't believe that we forgot this store. I remember it. Give me a hint. No, no, no. It's, I'm sending it on the other. Uh, well, it's a, it's a guy's name. First name. Heads. No. Eds. Close. 
Fred. Hint, we can't say the nickname of this name on the air. Dick. I still don't know what it is. Well, oh, Richards? That, right. Remember that? Just vaguely. I had that credit card, man. Sure. Richards. It was like another clothing store, They had right? one down in Cutler Ridge, yeah. It was very much like uh, like uh, Jay Byron's or Jordan Marsh or something like that. Yeah. Richards, I remember that. Yeah, I had Jordan the Marsh. Card, like I said, wow. I sure wish I had those old credit cards. Then I could send them to Chicken Neck. He could try to use them. He could try them with the FedEx. Obama sought a knockout against rival Hillary Clinton as voting began today in crucial contest in Ohio, Texas where the first lady, the former first lady desperately needs a win to salvage her once powerful candidacy. She's dying over there, baby. She's sliding like a rock. Both teams acknowledge that split decisions of close votes could prolong the battle for at least another month or more. I really feel good about today, Swillery told reporters after a visit to a polling place at a Houston elementary school today. Clinton gave every indication she's in the race for the duration. My husband didn't get the nomination wrapped up till June, she said. This is a very close race, and we're taking it day by day. Who did that song, Day by Day? Godspell. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. You wrote this. I'm not going to read it on the air. Oh. Well, so what? I mean, what am I supposed to say about that? Well, you're not supposed to uh, say anything. Joke. Yeah, there you go. Well, Jesus, I didn't know anything about that. That's because you don't keep me informed. You keep me in the dark. Wasn't I just saying last Friday that I'm like a mushroom in this place? Yeah. You're not like a mushroom. You're like a jaded old fag who doesn't have like any children. Washroom. Who doesn't understand having to explain Richard's things to the children. Store in the 163rd Street Shopping Center. You know something? What? That used to be a really nifty shopping center. Long, long, long mm-hmm. time ago. Sure. When the hurricane came. Oh, my God. And the neighborhood kind of like changed. Mm-hmm. Well, it was already south. In fact, you know, on 163rd, there used to be, there was a Wolfie's on there, the one where I had that big uh, run-in with the waitress. Oh, for lousy $10, we don't take credit cards, Sonny. What a bitch. It's, I'm, I'm happy that they're all out of business, Wolfies. You know what? If anybody deserved to be out of business, the way that they treated the help and treated the customers, they deserve to be out of business. Oh, by the way, what day is the Rascal House closing? Next month, right? April 7th, something like that? Oh, hallelujah. Know. Hallelujah. We're going to have a party. We ought to have a Rascal House closing day. Oh, let's get some slaw and pickles in here. Well, I didn't say anything that I feel bad about saying because I didn't know about that situation. You just and now the audience is thinking, "Oh, let us in on it." I can't do it. Yeah, well, I can't. Bug off. Now, as a matter of fact, having read that, um, I mean, there's something I'm going through my mind, but I, I dasn't say. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm sure it's gone through your mind too. What? You know exactly what I'm talking. Don't see. There you go. What? Trying to get me started now. When no. you first you tell me don't, you're like my mother, pushing with one hand. I'm not pushing with it. at all. 403 votes on the poll. Nice going, Chris. What do you think? Now does Chris know about this, or he'll probably blurt it out on the air? You know. Yeah, because that's what I do. 26 after one at 560 WQM. Did I mention today that P.D. Lenny is an a-hole? Did I mention that? Yeah, always blaming everybody else for his own deficiencies and the fact that he can't get anything done right. He's just he is just an accident waiting to happen. You'll sit so close to the water, you can taste it. It's why you drove to the beach. It's my pick for this week's Neil Deal this Thursday at noon, Ocean's 234 in Deerfield Beach. Now, every weekend on Thursday, we bring you a fantastic restaurant to save you lots of money. And Ocean's 234 is more than fantastic. Just inches from the sand, Ocean's 234 serves delights that will amaze your taste buds. Begin with a delicious appetizer like the seared tuna, lobster fritters with Caribbean chutney, or shrimp and steak quesadilla. The entrees are superb, like the crab-encrusted chili and sea bass, seared scallops, macadamia dolphin or king crab legs, fresh succulent and delicious. Their ribs, chicken, New York strip, or a filet for the landlubbers. Oceans has got live entertainment, a gorgeous weight staff, and the cocktails are just the way you like them. 
So don't forget, Thursday at noon, the store opens on WQM.com. You'll be able to buy $100 gift certificates for just half off, 50 bucks for a really great meal in a tropical ocean view atmosphere, Oceans 234, at the end of Hillsborough Boulevard in Deerfield Beach. Look for the water. You can't wait to order at Oceans 234. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts and Romans and Corinthians, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, Thessalonians, Timothy, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, Peter, Peter, John, 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 Jude, and Revelation. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Luke, Acts and Romans and Corinthians, Ephesians, Corinthians, Thessalonians, Thessalonians, Timothy, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, Peter, Peter, John, 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 Stephen, Revelation. 131 at 560, WQM, what a great Tuesday, man. It's the day we've been waiting for. It's the finale, maybe, in this whole Democratic primary thing. It it goes on forever. It's insane. Yep. The only people who like it are the media people who just thrive on it, Mm -hmm. who make a lot of money off of it. Who suck the blood? God. Well, I've said that for a long suck. time. The media sucks. I think I'm going to Woodbine at 2 o'clock. Does that sound like a capital idea? Yeah, it does. It sounds like capital? a capitalist idea. I think it's a great idea. I do too. I never, it never even crossed my mind until just this do moment. It. I thought to myself, well, I got a free day today. You know what I mean? I got a free pass. Right? Do it. Plunge your lungs. I'm going to be doing that all next week, I think, on my vacation, which starts at noon Friday, by the way. For anybody that's wondering why I'm leaving at noon on Friday. Because that's when my vacation starts. I'm taking those two hours because I need it. But I'll, I'll say that I'm taking the two hours to make up for the four or whatever it was extra hours I worked uh, sure. a few weeks ago. I'll send you one of those time-off sheets. You can fill it out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in fact, I'll fill out a talent sheet. Say, oh, well, doc me for the two hours, doc. <laughs> It's it's just you know something the audience thinks it's all very funny and, I know. and some of it is you still want to laugh I, you got to laugh because otherwise you, you want to cry you couldn't write this kind of stuff it's still not as funny as him asking us why the show following us can't start on time that's still the funniest thing the yet, Inquisition you mean about how sure. come and then, and what then, are we and doing then jerks blaming us right well that's, out of here on that's time. I'm going to tell you something even if this show is the worst show in the history of radio which I'm sure it's not but even if it were. The one thing that you've got to admit that I do every day is we get out of here within a few seconds of exactly... I mean, we're not right. on a network or something, but I back-time it, I mean, to a science. Am well, I that, right? That's not the point. It was no, no, it is the point. Am I right? Yes, you're right. So every single day we do on this end what we're supposed to do. In fact, now we even give the warnings to his incompetent board operator, right. so that you know, 
he knows that uh, pretty soon he's going to have to get in there and still, sit his ass in a chair. Still not the point. The point is when somebody is uh, stupid enough to try to blame the previous show for why you can't start on time, why the general manager would then take that stupid that, that ball like and run with it. blaming the show that right. followed him for whatever his insufficiencies were, like crap rating. Why someone would actually bother to inquire what we're doing wrong on our end. You mean somebody who should know better? Exactly. That's what's funny to me. Well, he doesn't. 414 votes on your poll. I'm very proud of you because you did a wonderful job. And thanks, Brandon. That was a really a stellar idea. I mean, we've done that poll before. Mm-hmm. Long time ago, though. See, in our minds, some of these, like, oh, we've done that before. But it's so many years ago, you know, because we've been doing these polls for, what, about 80, 100 years? Oh, right. Yeah. Years. Katrina Vandenhoven, the nation says, today marks the 75th anniversary of Franklin Delano Roosevelt's inaugural as president. On a cold day at the tail of winter, Roosevelt looked out over a nation gripped by depression, incapacitated by fear, and confronted by threats as grave as any we face today. He spoke reassuringly of how we had nothing to fear but fear itself. The New Deal policies he launched transformed nearly every aspect of American political, economic, and cultural life. As important, they restored hope, work, and a measure of dignity to millions. It is that spirit of grounded realism and determined idealism that we need to reclaim today. It's that spirit which offers an antidote to those who rule as if they have nothing to fear but the end of fear itself. As we wait for the results from today's primaries in Ohio, Texas, Rhode Island, and Vermont, it's worth asking the party of Roosevelt if we can capt- they can recapture the imagination and nerve to offer solutions on a scale equal to the problems we face. Tonight, after the voting booths and caucus halls close, we'll hear many words. Some will soar and seek to sound themes reminiscent of a time when our social contract was rewoven. Here are a few words from that first inaugural address. I'd like to hear 2008 variations on this evening. The money changers have fled from their high seats in the temple of our civilization. We may now restore that temple to the ancient truths. The measure of the restoration lies in the extent to which we apply social values more noble than mere monetary profit. This nation asks for action and action now. Our greatest primary task is to put people to work. In the time it took FDR to deliver those words on a bleak and uncompromising day in Washington, unpromising day, writes Richard Parker in the New New Deal issue out later this month, Roosevelt described a politics and economics and a morality at once, and thereby told Americans how they could and should make change that would lead them in doing that he would lead them in doing so, and who would oppose them. Now, what the hell did she just say there? Not that good, Katrina. Pretty weak. Why did I read that? I don't know. Because you wanted it. No, I didn't really want it. I shouldn't have. No. It was it's weak. She didn't say a damn thing there. You know, pretty weak. What did you say, honey? I mean, I like her, and she's just fine usually. That see, when you trust people. You know, and you see it's a column by somebody you like, like, uh, you know, Paul Krugman or Katrina Vanden Heuvel or whoever it is. And you go ahead and just read it cold, like, oh, geez, why did I read that, you know? Sucked. Really bad. Just like they're sucking the blood out of the public. All that money down the toilet. All these people with their houses foreclosed. How's the markets doing today, by the way, George? Let's take a Oh, yeah, maybe, read it. Maybe Rick Riley can call in. Now, what, let me ask you this question. I know what you're going to ask. No, you don't. Okay. You haven't got any idea what I'm going to ask you what it's about. What do you think it's about? Uh, what's more interesting, Rick Riley reading the stock market report or the heat stats? No. Okay. Now, well, that's a good poll, though. What were you going to say, though? Now, I was going to ask you, do you think it would be a better idea since I'm going on vacation on Friday at noon? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have some time, although not that much, so I'm not going to be here very much. But when I come back from vacation, maybe I'll potsky around with this uh, equipment with the... Uh, you know, the modem and all the Internet stuff, as opposed to doing it today or any time during this week? Yes, I think that's a better idea. Just Because everything works fine right now. Right. Since I don't need the phone, I don't want the phone. And if by any reason we had to take a call, you right. could punch it up there, right? Leave well enough alone. 
Right, exactly. Oil is just barely above 100 bucks a barrel, 104 cent. What a bargain. 106 cent. S&P is down 21. Dow is down 207 points precipitously, and the Nasdaq's down 31 and a half points. Wow. I don't want to say the sky is falling, but you know what? The sky is falling? That's it. Good guess. Again. You ought to go to the track today. Go out to Gulfstream and see your lucky day. I'm going to... Uh, go to Woodbine know. and uh, bet a dollar for me. How's that? Bet a dollar? Well, I don't know. I'm going to tell you something interesting about that for you people that play slots like at any place where it's legal or anywhere else. Um, and that is seriously the... Now, the 25-cent slot guy is an a-hole. That goes without saying. But it's true that in some of those machines, if you play the max, which you're playing a lot, you know, yeah. But you can do pretty well. I, I, I very rarely lose on those, but I, I find them boring, you know. I see. Also, I can't figure them out, especially those digital ones, you know. Can't figure out the digits? No, you can't figure out. Oh, the Canadian dollar is a dollar and 42 hundredths of a cent, and the euro is 152.22.22. on the euro. Boy, what's gone on these last seven years, and there's nobody in jail for it? That's what I don't understand. Even Scooter Libby got out. Even Scooter Libby. Oh, I beg your pardon. What a crock of crap, man, in the public. And the media, what are they worried about? Britney, and they're worried about uh, Paris Hilton, and they're worried about Dancing with the Stars, and American Idol. Crap. You people in the media are a bunch of grave robbers. That's all you know is peddling. Crap. That's right. And there's Swillery and Obama on there right now. Bill Super Tuesday, all the suspense today is on the Democratic side. Can Hillary Clinton... And all these people are going to tell us how they've got the best political team in TV, and they're going to give us the best crap, and it's going to be Bob, Bill Bennett on there again. Excuse me, his brother uh, Bob's a stupid attorney. Bill Bennett and Donna Brazil and all these other, uh, the same old tired, tired talking heads, man, over and Wolf Blitzkrieg. And curmudgeonly Jack Cafferty, the same old, you know. And over on MSNBC, you got Pat Buchanan, and you got, uh, who else? Keith Olbermann, who I still think is doing a hell of a job. And, and you know something? No. I was thinking I about this last night because I was watching the show. He really does a hell of a job. And he's the one person on TV that really tells it the way I see it, and the way a lot of millions of other people see it, who's got the balls to do it. And the fact that they let him do it is a miracle. But who knows what that whole Imus thing was all about. You know, all that business, he was trying to get him fired. Maybe he had a good reason to try to get him fired. Maybe yeah. he was an Ojean provocateur, you know? Well, when you read that article, didn't Maybe it say he that, was like, do, 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 like do. that. Didn't it say that they had had issues for a time? Yeah, long time. Mm-hmm. He was demanding that they fire Imus's ugly, nasty uh, ass and get rid of that thing. I wonder if uh, Sid the Kid is going to be rushing back up there now that Imus is back on the air. And now that they had that horrible book and uh, our people just spanked the crap out of him, Joe is going to just continue spanking him into oblivion. And you know that now that they've got these 85 new sports agents on here who are going to do just fractions of numbers, but you know where those fractions are going to come from? Not from us. They're going to come from across the street where Joel Feinberg ran away. Ran away like a coward, man. That's a mess here. Like a dog that needs a big pile in living room and runs away and hides under the bed. That's you, Joe. The good news is, it's there. I got two spare pairs. How do you like that? Two what now? All right. Two spare pairs. Oh, all right. Two glasses, too. Oh! Don't like all the harper. Don't, don't, don't. Every time I see. That retarded dimwit On my TV 
What is this? 